friends, we're back. October 2nd, 2022, Virtual Strangers. Your mic, never mind. Excuse me, Virtual Strangers 168. Uh, what's up, Roots? How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, except for I, I was looking at Eric's thing, and I was like, oh my god, I, it, lo- it flashed. <laughs> And it looked like, um, you know how before work uh, just stopped working. So I was like, well, let me stop Wes before he gets going. And uh, and I was wrong. I'm doing really good, actually. I got my coffee. Uh, I'm close to 80 for World of Warcraft. And, uh, um, yeah, I'm doing good. Putting in that hard time on the on the, the World of Warcraft, right? Yeah, I'm tired, too. Man, I'm tired. I was just saying this before. I'm tired of people doing weird shit in runs. like Because I'm trying to do these dungeons. And I'm trying to raid, heal, or heal everybody, and like the tank runs in, and it it's like he's pulling everything, and um, and I can only heal so much, and uh, I'm a pretty good healer, but I'm not that I'm not like pro level. Uh, Eric, I think what Roots has here is called uh, audio issues PTSD. <laughs> like uh, he thinks something's wrong when there's nothing wrong at all. He just assumed something was was screwed up. I mean, that's I I I, I don't blame him. I mean, it's a safe assumption, right? I, it's like every show I go on. I think it's me. Every show I go on. I go on my show. Todd's got everything all frigged up, dude. I mean, he's like got everything backwards. There's <laughs> echoes everywhere. We come in here. Roots is like automatically assuming something's already wrong. <laughs> we're already screwed up. And we've already, we haven't even, we haven't even gone live for 10 seconds yet. And we're already screwed up. But this is par for the course for us. Well, I'm calling it a win because we are here. Uh, it's been a week since um, we've been live on this air. Uh, and what a week it has been, man. You know, uh, as I'm sure most of you already know, if not all of you, uh, our, our good friend, Dave, Dave station VR passed away this past week. And, uh, we've all kind of been in a disoriented haze, uh, you know, since then, you know, Wednesday came and we could have done a show. Um, and we, and we decided not to, but it wasn't so much because, you know, we didn't feel like it would be appropriate or anything like that. It's just, I was still kind of out of it and disoriented and in disbelief. And I, I didn't know if it was right or wrong to do a show or, I, or if, it, you know, anybody would even have cared what we thought about these games. And all this stuff seems so trivial. Uh, so it feels good to kind of get back on the horse here and try to uh, get going again. But, man, uh, what a week it's been. Yeah. Definitely. It was a yeah, it was a tough thing, man. I I uh, I was not able to catch the, uh, the the PSVR without parole episode live, but I watched it afterwards, and man, the just the emotion. Um, I mean, pa- past you know feeling bad about Dave, feeling the emotions of the other people who are feeling bad about Dave affects you, right? Like, for me, sitting there listening to 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 Brian and listening to Creeper Betty. And, uh, you know, and, and AJ and Miles and you, Wes, you know, talk about Dave. Um, it, you know, it makes you feel for other people. You know what I mean? It makes you feel their emotion. It makes you feel their sorrow, their loss, how they went through it. And when they express it as well as you all did, um, for me, as soon as that part was over, I was physically drained. I couldn't even listen to the rest of the show. Um, you know, I was in kind of in a different place. So it was tough for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a it's a tough thing, man. When you lose when you lose somebody in a tight knit community, um, somebody that uh, that we all called friend, it's tough. It's a tough thing. Yeah. I, it really hit home with me yesterday just how um, 
lucky and blessed I am to, to be a part of that community. You, you don't realize it until a time like this. You know, I, 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 all week I'm dreading going into this Dave Station Memorial thinking, you know, what am I going to say? Do I even deserve to, to be in that chair? Because, you know, we were friends with Dave, but I wasn't friends with Dave like Brian or AJ or even Betty, you know. So I, I, I thought at first that I might feel a little out of place. Uh, but then when I got there, I realized why I was there. I was there for AJ, for Brian, for Betty, for the Gamecats. And, uh, you know, I went in with the expectation uh, of doing a one to two hour memorial episode for Dave. And it literally turned into an all day thing. Uh, we did the episode. Uh, I took about 10 minutes after the episode went off. And then we went straight back into the voice chat where there was like 30, 40, 50 Gamecats there all talking sharing their uh, experiences with, with Dave and uh, a lot of funny stories. And then uh, took about an hour after that. And then we, uh, uh, we did a, 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 a memorial thing in uh, rec room, a, kind of a party where we just kind of hopped around through a, a few different um, rooms, private rooms that uh, I think Betty had made a couple of them. And someone else had made one of them, but I think Livinator hosted it. And uh, Betty was very much in host mode as well. So thank you to those two for uh, having me. And uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I've been a part of the Without Parole channel for uh, less than a year now. I've been a member of that community for a few years, but it really wasn't until yesterday that I felt like I was part of that family. So I want to thank everyone who uh, who was took part in that yesterday and, and everyone who sent messages and all, all of the awesome things that uh, people have kind of done to make the uh, last week a little bit easier. Uh, I really appreciate all of you and uh, yeah, Dave will be missed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You got uh, orange bag lady in chat says, um, you know, she's new to the channel and uh, she's really sorry for the loss. And uh, if somebody could let her know what who Dave was and uh, what happened, and uh, you're probably best to explain that real quick. Russ. Well, uh, if you didn't know who Dave um, was, I would highly suggest uh, that you tune in uh, or, or click into on the PSVR2 Without Parole channel. We did a, a memorial service yesterday, not a service, but a memorial stream where everyone kind of shared uh, who Dave was to them. And uh, Brian put together this beautiful five-minute montage of clips from Dave's channel and from the Without Parole channel, and uh, had awesome music behind it. Did you guys know that Dave was a music a musician? Like this whole video that Brian put together had this awesome music behind it. Turns out it was Dave's music. Wow! Like uh, the guy really was like a, a Renaissance man and a multi-talented uh, person. And th this is something that I I had no idea until yesterday. Crazy. Yeah, it it was an excellent video, um, and if you can make it through that without you know kind of losing yourself or you know breaking down, you're stronger than me because and okay. especially that end part where you know he had Dave quoting, you know he was basically quoting when he left the show, um, but uh, you know it was very appropriate for uh, for him moving on. Yeah, Brian did a great job with that, and he's done a great job all week just kind of keeping it together and. Uh, you know, being a leader, he, he doesn't think of himself as a of a leader of that community, but uh, 
it, you know, over the last week, he very much has been that. So shout out to, uh, to Brian as well. Uh, anyway, I, 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 sorry to get everybody off on that um, down note. note here. I couldn't make um, it through the video last. I, I'm trying to make it through this part here without crying. So yeah, yeah it's tough, man. It really is. Uh, but we're we're here to move on. That's what yesterday was about. That's what today's all about. We're we're uh, we're gonna get back on the horse and carry on the way Dave, I'm sure, would have wanted us to do. Um, so welcome, friends. Thank you, uh, everyone who's here. Uh, the tip train, you know, speaking of, uh, of Dave, the, the tip train uh, going off already as if he were here. Uh, so many tips have uh, uh, crossed in my peripheral. So I want to I want to catch that real quick before we get started. Uh, Dark Angel, of course, with the 650 donation all aboard, uh, of course. Uh, Traveling Man, five dollars. Toot toot, he says. Uh, Betty. Picking it up, toot toot, hopping on, looking forward to the show. Let's go. Uh, thank you, Betty. Uh, Tatum, uh, five bucks for uh, Roots' OBS, he says, Roots. <laughs> um, Alakazam, $20, says, love y'all and everything y'all do. Here's Quest Pro Money. Well, I I thank you for the $20. It is not going to be on, on a Quest Pro, um, unfortunately. What? what are you talking about? Okay, well, I'll tell you what. If uh, <laughs> if we if we can raise up the the MSRP between now and launch, we'll get one, and we'll just share it, all of us. We'll just, uh, we'll just, just mail it, it back, back and forth. forth. Yeah, you can have it <laughs> for a month. I'll have it for a month. Crossing yeah. our fingers so that the mail doesn't lose it, right? You're the fourth person to come. You get it. Your thing's all beat up. <laughs> God, God, damn it, jam. dude! How come it's got I'm like last? jelly and peanut butter all over? It. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, that's not jelly. No, yeah, <laughs> oh, we would know. have to. Uh, we'd probably have to spend a hundred dollars just to keep a, a fresh supply of uh, bubble wrap, you know, so that we could uh, uh, try to keep the thing in one piece. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, shout out to Alakazam too. We just found. They just came over to uh, the Q2C uh, YouTube channel and and sent a nice message saying that uh, he just found us and was enjoying it. So, oh man, you've been missing out Thank for a long time. Thank you for Thank you for coming over. Appreciate it. Uh, anyway, um, we're going to do a bit, a bit of a different show. As I mentioned um, a moment ago, we were in kind of a bit of a disarray last week. Uh, we had some really cool stuff lined up for Wednesday, and we were going to just push it through to the next Wednesday, but then it dawned on me uh, that it's, it's, it's time for Game of the Month. We can't do last week's stuff this week because we got to do Game of the Month this week so what do we do in this situation well what we're going to do is we're going to have a hybrid show today we're going to do headlines we're going to do some hardware talk we're going to do some game impressions we're going to get caught up over the course of uh, uh of the next couple of hours and then this wednesday we're going to come in with uh, some ghost runner mod talk and then we're going to do game of the month and unlike last month roots i think we have a bit of a debate on our hands this time. yeah well we're not for radio run NFL, all the way. Actually, I had asked <laughs> right. him last night. I said, "Radio Run, are you going to tell me now that Bone Lab has came out that it's not going to be better than NFL?" I said, yeah, "Probably not, but I don't know. Maybe NFL will be the game of the month. I guess well, people have to tune in on uh, Wednesday, right?" Yeah, I don't think it's going to be unanimous. I, when I say I think we have a debate on our hands, I really do think we have a debate on our hands because we had we had some marginalizing titles come out this month titles that are both loved and hated by different people 
Um, I don't think we really had anything come out that it comes to mind right now that it's just unanimous that everyone feels the same about it. There's so many different uh, uh, diverse uh, opinions about the, the titles that came out this mm-hmm. month. Uh, Game of the Month uh, discussion should be a fun one this Wednesday. So uh, you guys be sure to tune in for that. If you haven't already, subscribe and ring the bell. Uh, whenever we do have these Game of the Month debates, um, we often fall back on the chat to uh, to help us kind of figure out which way to go with it. So I have a feeling we're going to need your help this week. Do we have a, is there a debate in with PlayStation VR this month? Was there more than one title? <laughs> yeah, there That's actually it. was a couple. Was it, uh, was it Transformers? Did Transformers uh, drop this past month? Or was that the I month? I thought before? that was last I month. I think Transformers was last month. Uh, yeah, we had. Um, Star Tenders. Star Tenders. Oh, shit. Something else. Yeah, Game over. Something Star else. Tenders winner. Come on. What are we talking <laughs> about? What do we just... even buy? All right, cancel the show. We don't even need Come to go on, into it. Man. Watch Tenders MASH winner. talking shit as if he's ever played Star Tenders. <laughs> I am never going to fucking play Star Tenders, and <laughs> right. I will shit over it every time I talk about it. I think I it would be care. cool if your community, the Q2C VR community, demanded you play Star Tenders, <laughs> and you need to stream I mean, it. I should, I should do that one night. Do Star Tenders, Beat Saber, and uh, Garbage of the Sea. I think you actually said you were going to do that. At least the yeah, we should definitely do it. Speaking of which, uh, Mash, I was in rec room as I mentioned earlier. I was in rec room uh, for a long time and had an opportunity to hang out and talk to uh, Betty for quite some time. Really enjoyed Betty's company. But um, we were talking about um, yeah, I know, right? She's so awesome. Um, We're talking about B haptics and uh, some of the cool stuff that you can do with your vest. She just got one, by the way. she was talking about one of her favorite games uh, has B-Haptic support. And uh, that game is a game called Garden of the Sea. That's her favorite what? game? Oh, my God. No, the, it's what one the of her hell favorites. would you do with B-Haptics and Garbage of the Sea? I don't know, but I mean, how could you seriously? say you like Creeper Betting and you're just shitting Have over you ever her played favorite it, dude? game, bro? Like, <laughs> do, right do, you even, no. No. do you even know what the game is, what, what no. it's about, what it does? No. no, absolutely not. I'm not playing it. It's garbage. No <laughs> way. I'm not going into that game. You might that be surprised, That would be a complete dude. waste of my time. I'm never going to do it. But Betty told me a few things that surprised me mm. about that game. It's not what wow. you think it is. It's Animal Crossing in VR is what I've heard. Well, that <sighs> might be true. I don't that know what Animal Crossing me. Does, means. That doesn't help me at all. I don't either. I just, that's just what I've heard. I've never played <laughs> Animal Crossing. It doesn't help me at all. If you're trying to get me to play this game, that's not helping. <laughs> you should tell me it's okay, like, it, you know, it's, it's good as Mother Gunship Forge. It's just and then as maybe good as Beat Saber. Oh, okay. Well... Mother Gunship Forge. There's a deep one for you, Mother Gunship Forge. Excellent game. Excellent game. They just updated it, Wes. <laughs> I, I do. I know that. We, and we need to check it out because they actually um, remedied the uh, the few um, criticisms I had of it. It's actually, uh, I think, going to be a little bit better this time around. So. Mm. Plus, we can play the co- the campaign all together now. Like I know, right? Yeah, and they, they awesome. added to the campaign, too, I think. I think they added a couple of levels. So. And now you know yeah. you can swap guns. Wesker is not stuck with one gun thinking that's all I got, right? And he could, Mash could have been tossing him shit that whole time. Yeah. Betty says she'll stream it for me. And Betty, if you stream it, I'll watch it. I'll come, I promise. If Betty streams it, I'll come and I'll watch it. And, nice. And, if, nice. It, and, if, I, and if, I, if I see anything that's... And I'll be fair. If I see anything that's remotely good in there, I will play it. That's the thing, Mash. You are fair. <laughs> you know, you you talk shit and joke around, but if you saw it and you liked it, you would you would admit it. What if it became your favorite game? Like, how crazy would that be? 
I know, right? What if it took over as after the fall? I have put like hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of hours into I doubt that's going to happen. <laughs> Nothing's taken away uh, after the fall. I mean, I, I was in Miami. I'm in Miami, Mel. And I'm still can't do anything but play after the fall with Wes and oh, wow. his family. I mean, probably what did we do it? Three nights last week? Something like that, yeah. And there was one that like we we were gonna play and uh and I just fell asleep. So it would have been more actually if uh I had uh, any kind of uh stamina that day. Crazy. Yeah. You know who hates it when you lose your stamina? I do. She didn't hate it. She she <laughs> despises it. She'll like oh God, yeah. get paid real pissed. Anyway, um, as uh, as I mentioned before, we have a lot to get to today, and I do not want to waste too much time here. So why don't we kick the show off the way we always do by saying hello to all of our good friends in chat. Um, and I guess I probably should bring my chat window up if I'm going to do that. Uh, Betty, of course, is in the chat. Good to see you again, Betty. Uh, EV Man versus Gas is here. VR Spry Guy, man, we tried, Mash, we tried so hard to uh, to get, to get Spry Guy that automatic shotgun last night, and it just kept dropping us every time we would get halfway through a run. Something happened with my network or theirs, and we just could not finish mm. a run. It uh, it was very frustrating. That game can frustrate the crap out of you, and then like make you just keep wanting to go back to the next and then this that's i've never seen a game that that's quite like it even though that sounds like it wasn't the game it was it was kind of <laughs> your issues but still i mean that's the it's par for the course for that game i mean you just can't help but sometimes get frustrated with it uh betty says I, hi wes i had a nice time yesterday i i, I absolutely uh, loved it you know even though it was uh such a somber uh occasion i got to meet a lot of people who previously to that were just names to me and comments you know mm. i got to hear voices i got to uh take in some personalities and then you know a lot of my favorite people were there betty was there tiffany was there m was there dark angel was there um yeah it was it was an awesome time uh, i really enjoyed it uh, right yeah yeah awesome uh wolveraz is here uh ryan brannon is here Diz the game cat uh says there's 74 in chat that's pretty awesome thanks friends yeah. uh chinatown d's here and uh guys d's pc that everyone has contributed to over the course of the last couple of months she has finally assembled it she is now officially a pc gamer and she is now officially better than you nice. she thinks she's better d. than us right of course she is she's got a she's got a brand new gaming pc she's yes, better sure. than everybody bro that's how it works. Yeah. She can she can look down on everybody now and talk shit. It's an exclusive club, and you ain't <laughs> in it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> or maybe you are. I haven't talked to Dee. What is she saying? I mean, is, is that 2080 kicking ass in there she's, with the yeah, new processor Yeah, she said it, she was playing um, after the fall, and she was saying she turned it up, everything up high, and it ran amazing, and it was she was just super excited. As a matter of fact, she was playing Half-Life Alex before the show. Uh, so nice. she was, yeah. I told her she needed to go into Boneworks and check it out as well. Yeah, hell yeah. That 2080 Super is a good freaking card, man. If you, I yeah, mean, you is. can probably catch them pretty cheap now. I mean, if you're if you're looking to build a PC and you're not going to go to the 30s or the 40s and you want something cheap, I bet you could find a cheap 2080, man. And that's I never had an issue running. That's all you with need, my 2080, man. Really, I was running everything on pretty much 
either high or ultra on everything. And, and, you know, maybe you have a couple of small issues here or there with some games, but most everything ran great. Brody's computer's still running legit, and he's running a 1080. So, you know, 2080 Super's quite a bit more than, than what he's packing. And uh, I, I don't ever have to go in there and, like, help him, you know, straighten it out. He, he can handle it, so... Uh, anyway, Tatum's here. What's up, Tatum? Uh, Void, what's up, Space Denison? Good to see you. Um, Paradise Decay, always good to see you, my friend. Uh, Ryan Brand, I'm starting all over again now. Traveling man, good to see you. Uh, Herb, the 24/7 Game Cat, says I'm glad to, uh, I made it for an hour. Yeah, uh, I'm glad to uh, to, to uh, see you there as well. Um, who else? Is in the chat. Artful is here. What's up? There's D's computer right there for everybody yep. to see. Nice. What, what am I looking at? What is that? Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> I saw the first picture. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. No, yeah. I was trying to switch it around. I had to resize it. Damn, man. That is pretty, D. That looks nice. It's nice and clean, too, right? Look at all yeah, the airflow space. No, all the cables down below. Nothing. Is that, a, no, is that a glassless case? It doesn't have glass. No, it's on got tempered glass. But this oh, okay. is the reason, only reason I really wanted to show it is, and I mean, all of you, all, every, I mean, not everybody, but so many people threw money at this thing, man. Like everybody had to play part to, to building this thing. So it's so cool, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Mind Jive is here, as is, I keep seeing the same names over and over. Mepper, good to see Mepper. Uh, Hacks here. Yeah, Hack was in the house last night too. Good to see you, Hack. Um, Greg's VR says, "You know who else loves a mass debate? Virtual strangers." <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh yeah. Um, well, she else? didn't have the cover on yet, so there's no cover there. Chatty people today. Alan Kara is here. You know who else likes tips? My mom. Oh yeah. She's busy Orange bag lady is here, wondering what's up with all this my mom stuff. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's, just, it's just how it goes here. Uh, Simplex is here. Yes. Yes, she is. She's just she's uh she's a fun loving person. Yeah. We try not to. Do uh, it. Good to see <laughs> Rye Pop. Please don't leave, Orange Bag Lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good to see Rye Pop in the chat. Uh, always good to see you, friend. Billy Goat Catfish is here. Techno Glitch is here as well. Dark Angel in the chat. Vargosoft in the chat. Um, Mr. Tasselhoff, good to see you, Tass. Funky Sloth is here as well. Uh, Genetic Blasphemy, the Aurelie Haptic Ghost Cat is here. Uh, the fourth like wall breaker is here as well. Um, Eric for president. What the hell? What's up, bro? Long time no see. Uh, of course, Brad is in the chat. We couldn't be talking about Quest 3 without Brad showing up, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, Cupra. Wait, do, do you know something here. about it or something? Yeah, well, I mean, he's the, he's the guy. Right, the horse. You hear people talk about getting it from the horse's mouth. Well, he's the horse, bro. He's the horse. He's the leaker. Do you think he wants to be known as the leaker? It sounds like he's got like bladder issues. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's why Brad smells. <laughs> <Could be. laughs> I don't know. Uh, Black market honey 
is in the chat as well. Mr. Hype is in the chat. Mike Newton is in the chat. Andres Reynoso is in the chat. And uh, that's as far up as my chat will allow me to go. If I missed you, I do apologize. I do appreciate all of you for being here. Roots, Eric, let's get into it. Because this past week, uh, we just said it. our friend Brad did it again. Let the world know that the Quest 3 is in fact coming. And uh, gave us all that juicy, juicy info complete with CAD images. Uh, just like he had for the Pro. Uh, so, you know, who better to come in and talk to us about this than, again, the, the horse's mouth himself. <laughs> What's up, Brad? Thanks for joining us today. <laughs> 12 to 15, huh? His, his mic is not going through for some reason. Yeah, I I hear him just fine. Is it yeah, not coming through on your OBS? See see the line out's not moving. Hello, hello. Oh, now it is. Okay. Oh, sorry. Hi, hi everyone. Hi, hi. Hello. Hi, he's Brad. I am Brad. Hi, I'm Brad. <laughs> true. This is true. Still true. I think. Oh no. Uh, anyway, um, Brad. So out out of the blue last week. Well, I, you know, out of the blue for us. I'm not sure how big of a surprise it was for you. Um. You had all the goods, all the info on the uh, Quest, the apparent Quest 3 headset, or, or at least what is thought to be the Quest 3 headset at this point. Um, most likely, at least, like you said, at least a year ahead of time. Uh, really, that's the first thing I want to ask you about is, are you surprised about the timing of this leak? Because this one really, really seems a bit more premature than some of the previous things you've had. Uh, so I don't think it surprises me that much, actually. I, I mean, it was a surprise to, to get the, these images this early, but at the same time, I was already hearing about, uh, actually a couple months ago that Meta was starting to talk to their supply chain about giving them plans, uh, for the Quest 3 so they can start getting those orders set. So I knew, I knew the Quest, uh, or at least this version of the Quest 3 was at least being talked to with the supply chain, which means they have to send these kind of things to them too, right? Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't really, you know, I, I don't get to choose the timing when I find out these things myself. So it was, it was a fun surprise. And I think it was, uh, you know, it, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it, but I think the whole overall theme of what we all saw uh, surprised everyone and like in more ways than one. Um, but yeah, right. it, it's, it's, it's cool, I think. That's kind of what I was driving at here because, you know, we've known for a little while now what the Quest Pro, uh, a.k.a. Cambria, is going to be. And for someone like me who's, who's you know, who doesn't have endless bankroll and doesn't have a huge channel to kind of drive, uh, uh, you know, uh, it, it doesn't make sense for someone like me to to buy a high-end product like that. So every time someone's asked me about it, I've been like, well, I mean, I, sure, I could go spend the probably twelve to $1,500 or maybe more to get one of those now, or I could just wait a year. We know that Quest 3 is coming next October, and then it's probably going to have the same color pass-through, the same uh, features that Quest Pro has in a, you know, maybe a bit more cheaply made package. So I was expecting, 
you know, controllers that track themselves. I was expecting, um, you know, color pass-through. I was expecting eye tracking. And I was expecting a new chipset. Um, and anytime anyone's asked me if I'm going to buy a Pro, that's what that's been my response. I'd rather just wait, buy it next year for five or six hundred bucks. Um, so that's why the timing was kind of, kind of curious to me because I wasn't the only one saying this. Do you think that it's at least maybe a possibility that this got leaked intentionally so people would know, hey? Don't wait for Quest 3 because, you know, the the whole narrative about Quest 3 since you leaked this stuff is not about what's in there, but what's not in there. I I, I, I get that. Uh, I get that a lot. Um, I You know, it, it goes back to even when the, the, the hotel leak came out. Everyone was super skeptical about that, right? So I think there's always just, like, with leaks in general, there's always different levels of skepticism in terms of, like, intentional unintentional um i i will say i i can at least tell you with the crest the quest pro when i leaked those cat images um i was told by many sources that that caused a really big mm-hmm. in, internal investigation within mm-hmm. meta it was oh like boy. a very serious thing but somebody got fired well someone may have got fired but i still got these cat images months later so maybe they if they did fire someone they fired the wrong person i don't know but <laughs> um no but like i yeah i i i don't i don't know honestly i i, I think uh, at the same i will say the reaction that the the images have or maybe the mass market reaction uh is a lot more negative if this was an intentional sort of thing i i don't know um i i, I feel people are more excited about the Pico 4 than this supposed uh, Stinson or Quest 3, which is, we can talk all about that, but um, I was actually pretty shocked about that. Um, so if this was an intentional leak, maybe they shot themselves in the foot. But again, I, I really don't feel that way. Um, there, you know, there's more in the background behind this stuff that I can't talk about, but I really don't think it's like that. No, well, I hope you're right. I've, no, I've personally known other people who... Uh are in a similar situation that you have been in the position to, um, to, to leak things out and cause a stir at some of these big companies. And then, uh, some really strange leaks, uh, came out, you know, in a relatively short time thereafter. That's kind of the whole reason that kind of, uh, put me down that mindset, but let's talk about what's actually in this thing here. Or again, what's not, um, you know, eye tracking notoriously missing from this. And, and I kind of, you kind of speculated in, in your video uh, when you were talking about this, that maybe the reason that they're leaving the eye tracking out isn't so much cost related, but, uh, you know, there's a maximum number of cameras that the XR2 can handle. Uh, does that mean that you think that this headset is going to sport yet again the XR2? So this is something that got people very confused, and I blame Qualcomm for this. Um, even though they haven't announced the new chip, but they've been kind of hinting to how they're going to name their their XR2 generations from now on. And I think it's a terrible, terrible naming scheme. I don't know why they're trying to copy the USB naming scheme, which is also very com- confusing for normal customers. But the way that Qualcomm is um, from now on going to be naming all their XR chips is they're going to be like XR2 Gen 1, or XR2 Gen 2. 
Um, and with Quest Pro, I've been saying that they're using like an edited XR2 Gen 1, sort of. Um, with the ne upcoming next year's Quest, that Gen 2 that I said will actually be like a brand new chip, like like actually a new node. I've been hearing what, what it's going to be based on, but I can't talk about it yet. It's, it's actually, it impressed me, I'll, I'll say that. Um, an actual, if there was an XR3, if they decided to go with the XR3 naming scheme, the next year's chip would be sort of what the XR3 people's minds are. But because the naming scheme and the marketing stuff is so terrible at Qualcomm, um, it's going to be called XR2 in some manner. So they're going to call it XR2, but it's going to be more than them just moving the RAM off uh, off the the, uh, the package, right? Yeah, you know, I, I, I would like to, I, I guess if, so for my for future videos, I'm never going to call the chips inside of these things. Like XR2, I'm going to call them by their developer name. Uh, Quest 3 is called, the chip in Quest 3 and Pico 4 is called SXR2130P. The chip that's supposed to be in Quest Pro is called SXR2150P. And the chip for next year will be called SXR2230P. And that's like a whole, um, there's a whole second number difference. So, you know, there's like a whole generation difference. <laughs> this is not going to be I'm confusing a... at all. Not at all. Way not less really. confusing. Way less, I swear to God. Way less oh, confusing no. than Qualcomm's uh. own thing. Because, um... Whenever I say XR3 in a title, then I get a lot of people in, in the industry, like, all, they're all like, oh, it's like we called XR3, Brad, you idiot. I'm like, yeah, but people don't get it, whatever. Um, but, yeah, new chip, new chip. Uh, Eric, you've been in uh, Florida for a week, much like uh, our friend Brad here. Um, did you uh, did you catch the leak when, uh, when, when Brad let it loose last week? Of course. I get every alert when Brad does anything. I know. What, what did you think about this? Because I, I found it strange. My, my reaction was like many other people. Like, um, I, I've always just kind of taken it for granted that this headset's coming in October next year. That's when they launch headsets. Um, but it seems a bit strange to me that, I mean, this is not a next-gen headset by what we can see from these current cat images now of course some small iterations can still be made uh and still you know hit that kind of time frame uh, but were you as surprised as i was eric that basically this this looks like what pico is uh about to launch right now yeah i was surprised i mean we all wanted it to be a little bit more i think than what it is but we know we want to keep the cost down so we know these things are expensive um, I came up. I came away with two things. Number one, I, I don't think this is the case, and I think Brad doesn't think this is the case either. But it did have the original thought was maybe we're going to hear about this quest three quest three at uh, Connect on October 11th, and maybe That's it's going to come in the spring to compete with when Sony launches their PSVR two. That was my initial thought. I don't think that's probably the case. I don't think Brad thinks that's the case either. But I did have that thought in my head that. That's a possibility. Why couldn't they show two headsets at at Connect um, on October 11th? And why couldn't they just if they if they could ramp it up? Why couldn't they launch it in in spring? Um, and then the other thing I thought was if if Meta is doing this because it's because it's a cost issue and that's a possibility. If it is, do we really think this PSVR two is still going to be four hundred bucks or three ninety nine? If they have eye tracking and all these things that that Meta probably can't do, um, so that well, put another thought in my head that man, I really don't think this is going to be a three hundred or four hundred dollar PSVR two headset. So those were my first original thoughts when I was listening to Brad. 
well, 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 you know, that that aside, and I don't want to get off on the, that whole tangent again about the PSVR pricing, or else we'll be here another hour. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it really just depends on how much um, Meta wants to subsidize. Um, but what, what, what do you think about that, Brad, about the idea that maybe this isn't going to be uh, a year away? Maybe this is something that we're going to see uh, in, in uh, April, let's say. Uh, last I was told from very good sources that have been right about everything is they were targeting Connect 2023 for this thing to release, which is obviously later in the year. Um, and I asked, and I asked my sources after getting these, these CADs, I was like, "Wow, this is this is crazy. The timing Are, has that timeline changed?" And they didn't report that there was any new info on that. So um, I do think we're still uh, looking at something deeper in the next year for now. Um, the one thing I do want to speculate a little bit, and and I don't, I I don't want to talk too much about this yet. I'm, I'm still working on getting gathering more info. But uh, so Snapdragon Summit is in November of this year, and uh, in previous, so I, if I remember correctly. Uh, the XR2 was announced at a Snapdragon Summit months before the Quest 2 was announced. And if they're really going to have a new chip in Quest 3, I think we're going to hear a lot about it later this year um, after Connect. So that's something so, I do want people to kind of look into a little bit. So, so do you think... Um, so, so when I look at this as a layman, I'm obviously not as versed in, uh, in these kind of technical details about hardware as you are but when i look at this headset and what they're showing right now uh, i'm looking at a bunch of stuff that, that's already on current gen hardware from other sources and i and i try to think a year out from now what the environment's going to be like and i got to think that you know eye tracking is going to become more and more the norm color pass-through is going to become more and more the norm and i think you know if this headset, this Quest 3, turns out to be what it seems like it is, it seems like it's going to be a bit less than. So I ask myself, how are they going to sell this to consumers? Is it going to be just, um, you know, uh, an awesome value proposition, a super cheap price like it was before? Or is it going to be awesome software that's driving the value proposition? Or, Brad... Are there features that this headset's going to have that we quite, haven't quite heard about yet? I I think people are uh, going to. I think people right now are misunderestimating mixed reality and how uh, that a good mixed reality headset is going to be expensive for most uh, for most people in the first like next or I should say the next six months. Um, Quest Pro obviously has a big mixed reality aspect to it. And everyone's saying the Apple headset is going to have very good mixed reality features, right? And that thing's gonna slated to be over $2,000. So if you think about it from the perspective of Meta, where, okay, so Quest Pro is for the, uh, the prosumer, sometimes enterprise, it's very expensive. They don't expect that many people to adopt it and pick it up and like buy it for mixed reality. But they can be the they can do that for the Quest Three for mixed reality. Like the Quest Two has really pushed VR adoption and, and VR developers to create VR software. 
And when all these features and people start seeing all these high-end headsets that are over $2,000 show off the cool mixed reality um, aspects that every large company believes AR is going to be bigger than VR, whether um, it's, it's so impossible for the optical glasses they are right now. I think Meta realizes let's make something affordable that's focused on the mixed reality thing, get a uh, developer market going, uh, make the consumer market adopt mixed reality so they don't have to they're they're gonna undercut all these companies trying to make mixed reality devices by a lot and i think um from that perspective i think they're going to be very successful honestly uh that makes sense because so so you have the the end goal they all have the same end goal of uh you know awesome consumer grade uh ar down the line uh, and that has been everybody's goal for the last few years, but they're kind of now realizing that the, the finish line is a little bit further away on that than they had initially anticipated. So they push that back. They kind of have this intermediate intermediate period where they refine the VR technology such that it's capable of mixed reality and they start to prep the consumer base for what comes next. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then all they have to do is then follow the Quest 2 model, right? You offer comparable features to the competition at a much lesser price, and people are going to buy in. At Roots, is that enough for you? I mean, if you get a super comfortable headset that's affordable and has awesome uh, mixed reality applications, uh, are you buying in on that? Yeah, I'm going to buy it because I'm not going to buy the Pro. It's too expensive. I'm not going to buy the Chinese version or the, the Pico. Um, actually, I can't, but even if I could, I wouldn't. Um, so this is my option, and I, I think it's, you know, it's smart. I think this kind of tells tells me that Meta believes eye tracking overall is further away uh, than than we believe it is. And I'm even though it's coming in the, the PlayStation VR 2, but you got to cut costs somehow. And the, uh, you know, adoptability and all these games, all these games are going to have to start putting it in there and devs it's going to take a couple of years before it becomes a really big feature so it doesn't it's not really needed in this generation it's nice it's a it's cool uh i know sony's going to use it i just don't i think it it's actually smart that they're not putting it in there and it it's somebody other- said in the chat it, it gives something a difference between the pro and the the, the quest 3 there's got to be a difference right so right and it, and it actually it, it's it's really smart that uh, Meta's kind of leaning into what makes their product special, the mobility, right? So Sony's going to have this awesome platform for gamers uh, that, that puts you in these very big budget AAA experiences. Uh, but what is, it, what is it that Sony can't do? Well, it can't let you leave your room. You have to stay in there. And if you want to do any kind of MR, it's going to be, you know, albeit high definition, it's going to be in black and white. So Meta exploits that. They say, hey, you don't have to keep this thing in one room. You can take it with you. And guess what? Instead of being locked into this digital world, the whole world is your playground now. And we can superimpose uh, the digital world on top of it. I think it's pretty smart. Um, Brad, Brad, do you you think they... Do you think because their pass-through is better than we thought it was? Because I, we all saw that video, right, with, with Zuckerberg and doing the fencing. And I, I know I was way more impressed with it than I thought they were going to be because they were doing the color, they were doing the black and white pass-through covered over with a color pass-through, right? And we didn't think it was going to be that good. And I, I think 
I remember you saying you were actually impressed with yeah. it too, right? The, the the video and and how good it looked. Do you think that allowed them to say we can not have we we don't have to do the you know we don't have to do the, the eye tracking in this. Uh, we can focus on how good uh, our mixed reality is going to be and not have to worry about it. Yeah, I I, I think uh, again I I I know why people are so disappointed by the lack lack of eye tracking, like especially if you're gamers. But I don't. I, again, I really don't think Meta cares that much for gaming honestly i think they're trying to be an all-around device i think everyone even pico is trying to be an all-around device at some point and that includes uh fitness and like all these uh i mean productivity is one of those things but more for the higher end but um yeah i remember they showed off earlier this year a demo of their ar um, with with a uh, quest pro and it looked notably war like kind of bad with the color overlay um, I remember going through that frame by frame, actually, and being like, ooh, that looks rough. <laughs> um, and with the recent one, you can see over the couple months, their software has improved a lot for that oh, the whole pastor stuff. So I'm a lot more um, impressed than I was. I, I had my I had my my doubts on the way they were doing this because of that earlier demo video with like the pet, you know, like that weird pet experience, um, ugly animal thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and I, I and I do think that's how these things are going to improve over time because the Quest Two features, when they released the Quest Two, it had so little features at the beginning compared to what it has now. I feel when they start adding these depth sensors and mixed reality stuff, that also is going to improve a lot over time. One more thing I want to mention about the depth sensor, I think that no one has touched on, and I, I should have touched on it in my video. I'm planning to do like a follow up a little bit, um, a little bit to talk more about these things, but. Um, one thing that people told me about the depth sensor that they're putting in Quest Pro is it's going to allow even more accurate hand tracking than what the Quest 2 is capable of um, wow. with the dot projector and stuff. So if they bring that to the Quest 3, that means it will get that too. It'll get even more higher fidelity stuff. So people will be able to do uh, the actual hand tracking mixed reality stuff, which I think uh, hand tracking and AR applications go way better personally than VR and hand tracking applications. So I, I don't think they're I, I think if they go with this device plan I don't think it's a bad idea at all honestly I think it makes a ton of sense So, so uh, yeah, I, I can give you multiple reasons why they're doing that. Um, obviously, when it comes to... Oh, sorry. There's something wrong with your source, Wes. For whatever reason, they the chat... I couldn't see you, but they're saying they can't hear you either. I don't know if... Uh, oh, yeah. What the deal is with that. Just it, just it just changed, like, maybe a minute ago or something. All of a sudden, your camera disappeared. I didn't see that it was the audio as well. Uh... Yeah, refresh it or something. I don't know what the deal is. It's so weird. Yeah, you know, there's got to be some kind of technical issues. I blame Eric. Uh, Artful says Todd, Todd must be in chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. 
So we can come back. We can go to audio if, uh, yeah. if it's an issue. If we can't get your audio back in, and yeah, yeah. Oh, you couldn't hear me for thirty seconds either. That's weird. Really? What was the last thing you guys heard from me? My my big fat mouth chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh, dude. They they saw it. They were like, we gotta get less <laughs> off the screen. Paradise the case says something. push the button that says green button that says on. No way. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Uh, here, let me just create a new, a new source because it's wanting to be a jerk. Uh, I guess uh, Eric and and Brad can talk about something while we're. Well, I mean, we can continue on Wes's thought there. Brad was was you know he was talking about you know how convoluted the front of the Quest Three is going to look oh, yeah. and and why why not just go with the color cameras and why do this you know black and white pass through with a color color over overlay trick. Yeah, so I uh, I think the reason is is color cameras, especially high resolution color cameras, cannot run at super high frame rates that you need for tracking things very quickly. Um, black and white cameras can be lower resolution, and also you can bump the fresh rate up to like 240 hertz usually. And I that's the main reason why uh, they do this um, weird thing is just they want they want more headroom to have more accurate fast tracking that is required for fingers, hands, controllers, and everything. Um, yeah, it, when it comes from them, I, I think it makes total sense. Also with IR projectors, like the stuff that the depth sensor also does like an like a IR projection, like a dot projection, and you need IR cameras to see that dot projection. So again, you can't use color cameras in that situation. Okay, are we back now, Roots? Am I? Uh, am, is my audio back at, at least? Yep. It, you're, yeah, you're back. I just got to move you back in the spot. I guess that particular thing just said, you know what? Fuck you. I'm done. And um, <laughs> so we had to create a new one. It said no eye tracking. Fuck this. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brad, one more thing I want to talk to you about um, before we move on. Um, at the end of your video, uh, you talked a little bit about something that has interested me for sometime and, and it's starting to become more and more obvious here that meta is making a, a pretty safe long-term bet the same bet that microsoft has been making for a good many years now and that is they are betting on cloud technology to provide capability to their devices that is unlike anything we've seen up until this point uh how much of a role do you think that um, cloud streaming is going to play in the Quest 3 generation? I think there's still going to be... I, I, I think we're not going to... I think 2024 is when the rollout will be more serious for the cloud stuff. I think we're going to start, like... I wouldn't be surprised if they start talking about it, actually, at Connect this year, but um, purely on, like, an experimental <laughs> hey, basis. Hey, Abrash will talk about it. <laughs> yeah, if if he shows up, he he only needs to show up for most things anymore. It feels like, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it is clearly something that they're putting a lot of investment in. Uh, I I still think there's a lot of steps to be done um, to get it to the point that they want it, and that's why even the timeline that I was given is pretty pretty safe to be honest. Like they they don't want to open it up to like 
even uh, more public testing until mid next year, sort of. But they, but, but they, they are, but but they are running a test this uh, this month, right? With the major wireless carriers across the U.S. Uh, running, yeah, Lone Echo yeah, and some other high end stuff. Um, through yeah, there. they're definitely doing like like very internal tests and like some some outward stuff. Um, in fact, the latest uh, public test channel, <laughs> they they did add more stuff to activate certain users to be able to test the the cloud stuff. Because I don't know if you guys remember months ago some random person accidentally got access to it and was able to yeah, start up some yeah. of that stuff. But now there's actually in the software or the upcoming software uh, stuff in place to activate people who will be, or should be accessing that. So yeah, it's just been a, a slow crawl. Um, they are expanding it out, but I, I think they're, they're still, they're still road mapping things. Like they're still doing these tests purely to create a multi-year roadmap. They're not like, testing it for a wide public release if that makes sense um, the roadmap so. the, the the journey to uh avatars with legs right <laughs> right well you know that, that that is i think one of the biggest things they they want from the cloud stuff is the and i, I kind of mentioned this in my video is uh rendering those codec avatars is a freaking nightmare <laughs> like honestly um not even just no, you also have to capture the, your, your your face with the high fidelity cameras. I don't even know how they're going to do that, but just rendering those super realistic versions of you, um, and, and that's that's we're we're usually talking about one avatar. If you want multiple people in the same room with those super realistic avatars, you're going to need something like cloud gaming to be able to render all that with like high uh, frame rates. So I think I think that's going to be a a big focus of cloud VR first because I'm I'm not I'm not too convinced that this super fast paced VR stuff is really where the money is for the cloud. I think they're, I, I, I don't know. I, I speculate it's going to be like enterprise focus or like prosumer focus at the beginning. And then when they uh, build out the cloud stuff to be a lower latency and, and faster is when they'll be more uh, notable for gamers, but it is definitely a huge focus for them right now. I think. So you think the, uh, the cloud feature will be rolled out in the pro line before it sees consumer, uh, use i i don't know to be honest i i, I, I like i i just think it's so like everything i've been told it just still sounds like it's really early um even though like they keep working on it and they keep making these under table partnerships and stuff i'm i'm just not convinced it's gonna happen next year like like it's not gonna be like everyone can access this next year right I, re I really don't feel that's the case right now so well, I, I i don't even know if meta knows um like the timing of of the the, the major rollout still and, and that's what that's why i'm kind of trying to communicate with with uh, my, my my video is that they are road mapping these things because they're not sure what areas are like they're not sure the quality of the cloud for different areas and that's why they're starting to do these um internal tests across the country Right. Well, one thing that keeps coming up uh, or crossing my mind is uh, the kind of um, the generation cycle with with Quest. So we had Quest One come out, but it was very much a half step and a short generation. Uh, and then we had it was iterated upon very quickly, uh, and then we got Quest Two. I'm wondering if we could see the same thing here. So we get the Quest Three 
which is a step forward in some ways, but again, missing some features. And then you have this cloud technology looming overhead that they're trying to develop as quickly as possible. I'm wondering if maybe we get Quest 3 next year and then Quest 4 just a year later with eye tracking, with potentially some uh, cloud functionality as well. They would never release them that quick. Oh, wait, they did that with one and two, right? Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, very possible. <laughs> plus, you've got, uh, plus you've got this pressure, right, from Pico and, and everyone else who's going to be jumping into the circle. We, we, we have to remember that it's not the same as it always has been anymore. Uh, Meta's been able to very much operate in their own sandbox up until now. Now the money's getting in and people are going to kind of push the industry forward. And that might force uh, Meta to accelerate some things that they uh, would have previously liked to uh, have taken their time with. Uh, yeah, so I think, uh, so So just to recap, they're, uh, in summer of this year, the, inter- the information, they leaked a internal meta roadmap of planned devices for the quest line. This year was, uh, I don't know if they said it was Arcata. Arcata is another name for uh, Cambria. Uh, next year was Stinson, which was the code name of the device I showed off um, for next year. And then 2024, there were two devices that they were at that time looking to actually relaunch as well. One was named Cardiff, which was supposed to be in the more consumer uh, quest line, which is very weird because 2023 also is supposed to have a quest line. And then there was Funson, which was supposed to be the successor to the Quest Pro that's coming this year. So, um, yeah, I still don't know have information yet on that Cardiff and, like, what it means. I, I saw a lot of people speculating that it may, maybe will be, like, a mid, midline uh, device at some point, like, like between the Quest Pro and the Quest 3 or whatever, like a Quest 3 Plus. But um, I don't know yet. I, <laughs> the funny thing be, is whenever, it's gonna whenever be I release too. it. It's going to be too. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah, no. Um but but what's funny is whenever I launch a huge le- a leak like this, my uh, my network of, of, of sources go like become like bees. Like they all message me at once and like becomes like a crazy uh, fest of things. So I get to like learn new things and like all this stuff. And like, you know, th- these companies plan these things years in advance. And like I'm already hearing about Pico 5 plans and stuff um, just from this leak. So I don't think I don't think we'll have to wait too long to find out what meta's plans are we just gotta be a little more patient i'll i'll figure it out everyone i'll figure it out how how crazy is it brad that that you've managed to put yourself in this position basically just by educating yourself in something that a lot of people would find boring and uh and just taking an interest in this sort of uh supply chain uh and data mining information and just sharing it with people. You're kind of the, the guy now there's one guy and it's you and it's all just basically come from, uh, you know, your interest, your dedication to your own personal interests. I, I, I have, I'm very thankful that I'm in this position. That's like the one thing I wish I could always stress, especially to like, you know, the sources I talk to and give me this reliable information and I like they're the ones I, I really wish that I could be like thank you all the time to because they're they're what they're doing for me is thankless you know like they, they do this stuff and I'm, I'm so thankful that they they do this for me but at the same time um, if we're going to talk about 
how I feel about myself and this position I put myself in, I have noticed recently a positive change. Um, I used to not be able to go on Reddit because uh, if a leak of mine was mentioned on Reddit, it would just become a a dumpster fire of like mean things about me. So I I would like quit going on Reddit because it's just so sad um, putting all this work into it. And then people saying, oh, he's lying and doing this for for clicks or whatever, um, even though <laughs> doing this has actually burnt more bridges with companies that would help out my channel more than actually boost my channel. But um, I, I, I started to see a change even on Reddit where people are starting to like trust me and stuff and like like believe that my sources are legit because they've been doing very well the past, like I would especially say the past nine months that it's felt very good um and i'm very i'm very happy because of that like i i there there were times where like i was just so i was so down about like being wrong about some things like especially last year and like i i had to make a decision whether i just stopped doing this or like try to redeem myself and i i chose to redeem myself route and it's really been uh yeah i'm i'm again thankful to my reliable network that I built up to allow me to redeem myself and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, right? The invisible men who, uh, who, who basically allow you to, uh, step up and, and take all the credit and glory, but you're actually just a, a mouthpiece for a network of people who work within the industry who are enthusiastic about their work, but absolutely hate the, the fact that they can't talk about it to anyone. Uh, and you get to take advantage of that. So you're that one guy they can talk to, right? Yeah, again, I, I, I do. I mean, I, I don't take it for granted. Um, it, it's it's fun. It's it's still very fun for me. Like, I, I love talking about this stuff. Like, my videos are 20 minutes or longer because I, I literally can't stop talking about it. It's just, it's just <laughs> like, my, my love for just picking apart these small features and what it means for the industry, what it means for this company, and, like, what they are what they believe will take off and whether I agree or not, or actually the most fun thing about this is, is not really like the comments on my videos. I like to, every time I release a big thing like this, I actually watch every single re like repost or like video because you know, every, every YouTuber wants to report, re-report myself. And I love that by the way, I'm glad they do it. It's because I get to go on there and I get to read all the comments um, and all the opinions of, of the overall community. And I find that really interesting. Like, like, like this one was really interesting because people were like, "Oh my god, this thing sucks." <laughs> and I was actually really, I was really shocked. Honestly, I was really, I was like, "Wow, this is very interesting." I wonder how these people are gonna feel in a year when like they start seeing mixed reality software and stuff, and like maybe see a Pokemon Go on on the Quest Three or something. You know, like I'm, I'm very curious of that. Um, yeah, I've yeah, seen a lot of, it, I've seen a lot of panic in the space. Uh, over the last week, I, I will say though that uh, Sebastian MRTV did some uh, some good coverage of it this week and hit it from some interesting angles. So shout out to uh, to Sebastian. Yeah, yep. I, I, uh, I'm I'm always very happy when people like pe- people are always asking me, "Are you mad that all these YouTubers are like re-reporting your stuff and like taking views away from my video?" I'm like, "No, not really. This is, I." I I really don't mind that. Like, I don't really do this for, I don't make much money. You know, it's, it's just, it's, it's a, it's really fun for me. So 
Um, right. There's one thing before we go on to any more topics. I, I really do want to mention one thing about the Quest 3, if we can go back to like sure. the design stuff. Um, one thing that I saw a lot of people complain about, and I, I totally get it, it's like the soft strap. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is one thing that uh, I think people should think about a little bit, and that is the ecosystem of uh accessories and third parties that have allowed the quest 2 to become sort of modular in a way and make it your own and the way that they're kind of structuring the usb c port and the uh yeah i meant to ask you about that that is super weird that they're putting these uh super delicate uh connection points on a movable <laughs> or what typically would be a flexible part of, of the the housing that seems super uh super sus to say the least i think it's actually really cool because someone some uh some simulia first brought this up to me and uh i was like oh my god that makes so much sense so you know how like every strap that has built-in headphones or even like battery banks they always have to have like cords running off of it to, and like it, it looks really ugly and like maybe just i don't know by doing this, I feel like third-party manufacturers and even Meta themselves can have more integrated, interesting strap designs that literally, like, once you snap on the strap, it'll just be all-in-one. You won't have, like, any wires coming off or anything. So I think it's really, um, I, I don't know, I think, it, I think it makes sense once I heard that, why they may not be doing it. I, I don't really think it's going to have failure issues. I, I don't think that part's actually going to rotate with the thing. I think maybe everything else will around it but yeah that's, that's something one people think about is like third party create people can make their straps look even more cleaner because of the positioning and probably not even have wires sticking out they will yeah. man they're so good i mean there's some of them out there are so good i'm sure they're gonna have all kinds of different ideas i mean look at somebody like bobo or kiwi they're, they'll have something yeah. that'll work with it do you think the strap will be removable over the USB-C port or it'll just be permanent Wait, sorry. The the, the soft so that, strap? Yeah, the cloth strap. Is it removable? Oh, yeah. So you can just take I, I it really, off then. I really think it's gonna be removable. Um, so, so you don't you don't think that will that will? I think it's it snaps over the same that. As this. Snaps yeah, around, gonna, around that thing. I think so it's gonna be the same as the this. cloth is. That will be exposed of the USB port then, right? Yeah, I, I think it's literally gonna be like this, except they're gonna have actual holes here, and like again, uh, strap developers might decide. I even think Meta is going to release their own better elite straps that have like ports built into the actual thing that connects. So it would be like snapped right in. And like, that's the way I think they're doing it, honestly. And by the way, anyone out there who's, who wants to complain about this thing still having the cloth strap, just imagine for a second if the Quest 2, instead of having that cloth strap, had the elite strap come with it. <laughs> then everybody's headsets end up breaking <laughs> within three months what what a clusterfuck of a nightmare it's, would that it, would have been it's good too because it's cheap for meta so they can release it cheaper and it's it leaves the market for all these bobo vrs all these amazing companies that have been working with the meta or working with their headsets for the last couple of years keep doing what they're doing you know if you if you comes with a really good strap you're not going to replace it you're not going to get the bobo vr right so this that's good for these companies here's what it does though it doesn't get rid of the issue that we had before, which is that the battery has to still now be in the front of the mm. headset, where the Cambria now has the battery in the back of the headset, and we think it's going to be a much lighter headset in the front. 
more well balanced. Yeah. We're going back to that now. This this is definitely going to be a smaller headset, as we can see in the in the in the CAD images. But I mean, weight is still an issue. It's going to continue to be an issue until we get these headsets that are as light as like ski goggles, and we're not there yet. So we're still putting weight back in the front of this headset. So for me, I don't know where I am yet. Now until I put a Cambria on my head and feel exactly what that's like, and not have the battery up there, I don't know which one I'm going to like better. So there is one thing I want to mention um, about battery. So I think the weight distribution on the Quest 2 is god awful because, so um, I got it. it's because of the lenses, right? It pushes the the yes. battery weight so far away from the base that it creates rotation uh, rotation torque on your face. Yeah, exactly. So so people didn't see in the cat images, but where the battery is located on every Quest 2 is it's the first thing right behind the display in the lens uh, cup. So uh, pancake lenses are probably like maybe half as thick as the lenses are in Quest 2. So even though batteries are like one of the heaviest parts of a headset, it will be much closer to your face. And when you buy, and if you did buy a battery strap for a Quest 3, you would technically have way more power to use than even the Pico 4, which only has the battery in the back. So. You know, there, there, there's pro and cons to designs, but I, I think Meta wants to make money on accessories um, to upgrade it. And I, I don't know. I, I think uh, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm really against the soft strap, and I think it's terrible on the Quest 2, and that's because of the design of the Quest 2. But at the same time, I know why Meta wants to do this, and I think their reasons for doing it uh, will turn out well in, honest, in some ways. Um, yeah, the more the more modular you can make it, uh, the more affordable you can make the base model, right? And then you you, you can create a whole secondary market uh, for accessories and make up some of your uh, subsidy uh, through accessory sales, right? And, and and again, wait, wait, don't look at when you look at spec sheets and you see weights of headsets for the most part in the next year. Uh, that's a very deceiving number it's all about balance and and, and yeah it, pancake lenses will make things look uh feel a lot better because it's just closer to your head so trust me on that one <laughs> uh, i do i do and i'm i'm very mm -hmm. much looking forward to getting some um official uh, information from meta regarding the the next consumer product maybe maybe in just a few weeks at uh, connect we'll uh we'll we'll see a box on a table that they never open <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking life. for a company that wants to sell all these aftermarket things, they make such shit stuff that nobody wants to buy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they align themselves with oh, yeah, horrible. the Elite Strap was terrible. Horrible. They align themselves with Logitech. You know, Logitech's got a pretty good name, but all the stuff they make for the freaking Quest is kind of garbage. You know, these new headphones that just came out with people are hate them. They so. need to partner with Bobo VR. Is what exactly, that's who they need to get it with. I know. Yeah. I'm for... so glad you brought this up because that's one thing I wanted to bring up that I almost forgot is uh, Meta recently has been pushing the made for Meta. It's sort of like a licensing <laughs> thing where um, oh, no. the, the, the most recent things that were put for this was the, I guess there was, I think, yeah, two of them I know for sure, but maybe three. So the uh, VR Airbridge is under that made for Meta branding. So like anytime you go to Next month, if you go to the uh, the meta brick and mortar sections, you're gonna see those air bridges there with like all the elite straps and stuff. Um, another one is like these new earbuds that I think Anchor is releasing. That's for the the made for Meta. So again, uh, I don't think Meta cares 
I mean, maybe they'll, they'll make their own better stuff for Quest 3 or like whatever headset, but I think they want to create an ecosystem of licensed uh Yeah, licensing. Stuff. Licensing yeah. fees, right? They don't have to make it. You know how much Apple makes from their, their made-for-iPhone stuff? It's actually <laughs> ridiculous. So I think they're trying to do that as well. Yeah, that's smart. It's actually really smart. PSVR 2 is not made for Meta, Paradise Decay says. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no. That is true. Uh, anyway, Brad, I, I know that your time is limited. you got other stuff going on. But if I could sway you uh, to hang around a few more minutes, maybe we could talk a little uh, displays. Yes, please, please, let's, let's do it. Cool. <laughs> Brad's eyes lit up as soon as you said display. <laughs> anyway, uh, we, we've got this article here. This is uh, uh, future Apple. Hold on, son of a bitch with the always with the cookies. Give me a break. Um, future Apple headset to get pixel upgrade per report. Um, Apple's first XR headset is not even on the market yet, let alone officially announced. And yet there are already numerous reports from the supply chain about possible follow-up devices. They originate from Apple's supply chain, specifically from display manufacturers and their suppliers. In the summer, Display Technology spe Specialist website, The Elec, reported that LG Display and Samsung Display were preparing to manufacture micro OLED panels for a new Apple headset. The main display for Apple's first headset is still expected to come from Sony. Now, the ELEC again reports that Apple is requiring displays to be manufactured at 3500 pixels per inch. Previously, it was said that the, the requirement was 2,800 pixels per inch. The screen is said to be intended for future Apple headsets. LG and Samsung are expected to deliver micro, OLED, micro OLEDs optimized for VR and AR starting in 2024, which are more efficient, brighter, and faster compared to tr traditional OLED. The screens are tiny, uh, typically less than an inch, so manufacturers could build more compact XR headsets. The lenses in the headset might magnify the image. Well, they obviously will magnify the image. Uh, Meta is also said to have requested micro OLED from Samsung for Quest 3. What, what? For Quest 3, <laughs> the Elec reports. Uh, Quest Pro 2, I think. Pro 2, yeah, that's probably more likely, right? Yeah. Uh, Sony and LG are said to be supplying a display combination for Apple's first headset. Now, this this is one of the things I want to ask you about uh, because this is uh, seems to contradict some things I've read elsewhere, and it's a little confusing to me. So yeah. it says Sony and LG are said to be supplying a display combination for Apple's first headset. According to earlier reports, Sony will supply the high-resolution micro OLED for the center of the display while an LG OLED display will fill the peripheral field of view. So this is a, a, uh, an approach that I think was it, was it Vario that did something similar to this, uh, where they have actually two different screens, uh, a, a really, um, pixel dense display in the center and then another yeah. one around the outside. Now this is saying that this is going to be part of Apple's first headset. Are they talking about maybe a, a future first like AR device or are they talking about the one that we're going to get next year? 
So I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I follow these OLED micro display reports like as if it was I was in a cult and reading in the Bible or something. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, a lot of these uh, these these reporters are they're very they're very good at understanding the display market, but because OLED uh, OLED on silicon OLED micro displays are so new and they're not a lot of these a lot of these uh these news websites also don't follow what is good for VR or what is necessary for VR headsets. They get a lot of things confused. And this is like, they do give good information, but there's some things I want to uh, fix in this Please, report. please. Yes. So first of all, um, I do not believe that Apple is going to be doing the Vario thing at all. Uh, and there's multiple reasons why I believe this. First of all, if you scroll up and mention the 28 uh 2800 pixels per inch number and everyone's saying they're gonna have a, a 4k per eye display a 2800 in, uh pixels per inch for a 4k display would be about a two inch display which is pretty large for an oled micro display in fact it's it's it almost meets the specs exactly of that one display I like kind of obsessed about for the past year that I, I believe Valve also has a hand with. Uh, very interesting. Um, anyway, uh, and they also say that uh, a display for a VR headset would be smaller than one inch. For an AR glasses, that's true. But for VR displays, that's too freaking tiny. If you wanted to have like a one inch display be 4K per eye and 4, 4K in both directions, you would literally have to have 4,000 pixels per inch. And that's probably not even, probably a little bit more than that, actually. So they're confusing all these things about OLED on silicon, uh, these journalists. And the truth is, I think what they're actually doing is the other report that LG might be supporting a display that points on the outside for like a, uh, for outside viewers to see what some things are going on with the, the user weird choice but that's been reported multiple times by more uh legitimate journalists and i do believe they're gonna have pretty large uh oled on silicon displays on the inside um if you've ever heard of the steamboat display that was reported on around summer this year upload vr did the articles and stuff about it i think we're gonna see something more like that on the inside because and the reason why they're bumping up the ppi for the next generation OLED silicon is because these optics are getting better. You don't want tiny pixel sizes because the optics actually get harder to make and more expensive to make, um, even with these pancake displays. So the first time around, they're probably gonna target around the same 4K per eye for the second generation, but because the optics are getting better and more efficient, they will be able to make the pixel sizes smaller um, and have smaller displays, which also means cheaper displays because the smaller you make an OLED on silicon display, the cheaper it usually gets. And you don't have to stitch it on this stuff. So, yeah, I believe a lot of these things. I believe what they're saying. I do believe that Apple requested a 2800 pixels per inch display for their first gen device. I totally believe that. I also do believe that they're now requesting a 3500 pixels per inch display for their second gen. All of those things make sense to what they're doing. Um, one final thing I want to note is the really amazing thing. Uh, is I had a supply chain, uh, was it supply chain? I had a source. I had a source that literally told me um, that Apple is looking at making a second generation device, but that is more cheaper than their Pro Series device for the second gen. 
and I, I didn't report it, and I really regret it because I was like, eh, Apple leaks are a little, little. I'm not, I don't want to touch Apple leaks yet. But I regret not reporting it because a month later, uh, Ming Chi Kuo reported the same thing. So I actually got information about this thing like a month beforehand. It drives me nuts I didn't report it, but <laughs> I, I do believe all these things are happening. Yes. So, so there's an S model coming then for the uh, the Apple device. It, it, it sounds like there's going to be a high end and like a less high, le lesser higher end. Yeah. For the second. Like I'm more confused now about Apple than ever before. I don't know <laughs> right. because here I can't see. I didn't care about it before. I'm like, you know what? I'm not buying it. It's going to be way too much money. And I really don't care about it. I'm not in that e Apple ecosystem. So I could care less. And then I, this came out and I was reading the article. I'm like, peak my interest. Now I'm interested. Now I'm like, okay, I'm back. And now I'm like, I don't even know. He's I, out again. I, I, do I even care? <laughs> I don't think I even care. Brad, do you care? I care a lot. I think <laughs> I think this device is gonna. I, I I really like. It's gonna be so expensive, but I think it's going to be exactly what this medium needs. And 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 you know, we we're talking about Quest Three being a mixed reality device. This thing is gonna be mixed reality focused, and it's gonna it's gonna blow people's minds. The people that can try it, even though it's so expensive. So, and I I do believe this device coming out next year is why quest 3 is a mixed reality device because again like there's gonna be so much focus on the mixed reality stuff even though we are all vr people all of that interest in mixed reality a mixed reality device is still a vr device so it's gonna it's gonna be so good and it's also gonna make all these other competitors like pico and meta and all these companies want to use displays that aren't garbage liquid crystal technology that drive me insane thank god <laughs> so like whether or not you care about the apple device for you it's gonna do so much good for the supply chain and like competition and like it, it's gonna boost all of us i'm so i'm so excited for just that reason well, well yeah. one of the things that really excite me about it and it's not really um uh, about what the the products want to do for the market so much as the technology you know micro oled up until now has very much just been a a prototype thing that hasn't really been proven out to a mass production uh, level yet. And yeah. it, the first, you know, if, if Apple's actually able to do that to, on, on any level, you know, even at a low, uh, a low number for super high end users, um, still j just having a micro OLED display display on the market in a product is going to be huge for what happens the next gen for for you know facebook for for valve for everyone uh so that that's really what interests me about it well well the funny thing is like so 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 i want to use pancake lenses how like you know everyone's trying out pico 4 which is probably the first mass market pancake device and you just hear glowing reviews for those lenses right um I'm so glad I backed that horse and like started spamming about it on my channel a year ago. But like, honestly, pancake lenses have been another thing similar to micro OLED since like 2016. Like all these companies knew pancake was going to be eventually a thing for VR. It was just getting the processes and the, the manufacturing for it. We're at the point now for pancake where like every, every supplier, every headset can start using it, even in cheaper devices. And it's like benefiting the form factor and making adoption even better because of the comfort and i think micro oled is i think it's in the same boat i think it's just a little bit behind pancake but it's it's neck and neck i think it's still like neck and neck um so yeah it's, it's just so it's so exciting to be in hardware especially when you like 
research this stuff and you see the patterns and you're like, God, finally, get, get this crap out there. I need it. Get in my face. I got to imagine it's been it's a particularly gratifying time for you because you've been reporting on this stuff for years now. And it's just now finally starting to get to the point where these products you've been speculating about are about to hit the market and you're actually going to get some real validation more than just a, a guy who speculates, right? I, 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 you know, I, I think more about these companies like Meta and Valve even like they, they've probably had these lenses and displays in their offices for so many years, like prototypes with it. Um, and it's only now that they can start mass producing it. I bet they feel way more happy <laughs> because they know it's going to uh, spur adoption of their hardware than anything. So um, I think they're more happy than I am. But for me, like, I'm just happy because I, I, I think uh, I, I know software gets people to buy stuff and like use it more. But uh, I really I really do think VR is still in the place where hardware is going to push the push the adoption more. And then, yeah, I always have a different opinion for that. So I can't wait. I can't wait for these magical mixed reality experiences routes where we start off sitting in our bedroom and end up on Mars in about a, a 30 second span of time with spiders jumping at our face. I just think it's gonna be cool. <laughs> I, I've thought of, said before, like you see some thread and you pull it and like it just starts to ravel and you, oh, something opens up and like the the ideas of what you could do with it. And what I'm really curious about, cause uh, Brad brought up Pokemon Go and I, and I thought the same thing. Do you think it's possible that they make these to where you could take them outside? You know, like, cause right now our technology, we can't do that. And that would be another thing that would make this quest for you, or I guess the quest pro or any of them, um, that more appealing to me for a, uh, for this type of technology. So. Yeah. Well, speak on that a little bit, Brad. So like we're at a, a, a space right now where our standalone units, well, there are some limited applications outdoors for them. They largely, uh, recommend that you keep them inside, but the end goal is you know glasses that you're going to be able to take anywhere how, how do is there any kind of um do, do you have any kind of insight into how they plan to modify the tracking systems on these things to make them more versatile uh with regards to outdoor use um no, <laughs> no. it's it's still a hard problem like it, it's it's hard problem for vr but it's like a, a million times harder for optical ar um I, I do think I, I think they're going the right directions with some ways and being able to bring out like I, I do think it might be possible to bring out even quest pros outside in some varying levels of sunlight but um it is a hard problem I, I really do think it's a difficult nut to crack and it's yeah, interesting I, that they didn't list that you know when they when meta did their whole breakdown uh a month or two ago with, with all the different hurdles there are between yeah. where we are and, and where we need to get they never mentioned you know the mobility of the tracking system that's one technology i think people should keep an eye on if they ever see uh, articles is called event ca uh, event-based cameras um i won't go into it right now but it is it's a camera that it, it'll be good for eye tracking too but um basically every camera that works right now is it, it captures the entire frame of an image and then like updates it every one Hertz event cameras only can capture moving objects or moving edges 
um, which allows them to like go up to 10,000 hertz tracking. And they don't have to really, they're, they're not as limited about um, like exposure and all this stuff that, that normal black and white or color cameras um, will do. So yeah, keep, 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 an, keep an ear and eye on event-based cameras. I, I think it's gonna be very big once they get the cost to make those down. Uh, Eric, do you know who um, loves using event-based cameras? My mom! Oh, with a wide, wide-angle lens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Super wide. Uh, anyway, Brad, um, thanks for being here, man. It's always yeah. uh, very enlightening and a lot of fun uh, when you join us and uh, and get us out of our comfort zone. You know, we're typically uh, we're typically all about the, the games and the software, but uh, whenever there's something... Uh, interesting hardware related. First of all, it typically is coming from you in the first place, but it's always nice to get uh, get you in here to iterate upon it a little bit. So, very much appreciate you taking your time out to yeah. uh, join us today. No, thank you for giving me a platform to to uh, overwhelm you. Uh, no, sorry, <laughs> no, but it, <laughs> yeah, I, I I love I love talking about this stuff. I lo- I love also, again, I I get more thrill out of hearing. Uh, just, just different people react to what's going on because, again, there's so many technologies that are just people know what they want to put in these headsets. It's just getting them mass produced and stuff, and it's, it's fun to hear the reaction of the people that get more excited because they don't they don't have the time to look into the white papers and like what these companies really want. So that's what you're there yeah. for. A chat was making a, a comment too, Brad, when Wes was reading it. Uh, somebody was saying just how they how you were lighting up just from hearing Wes read the article that just shows you how much passion you have for this which is why you are the man all right so i i love it i really do love it yeah yeah it's so much fun yeah thank you Hell yeah. Uh, brad you got anything else for uh i'm sorry uh, eric you got anything else for brad no i think that's pretty much it i'm glad brad got a chance to do it because no crew cast tomorrow so he can't do anything there so yeah we get to do it here instead so uh i i love when brad's on and it uh, makes me smarter just being in the same videos <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah unfortunately our fearless uh leader gamertag vr has some uh previous or prior uh uh things that he has to attend to tomorrow so there will be no crew cast tomorrow it will return next week uh, and uh, Brad here will be with us. I assume you're going to be with us next week, right, Brad? Sorry for what? I, my, I totally, I was reading chat. Sorry, what? Crewcast, crewcast. I was just talking about how there's oh, no yeah, crewcast yeah, yeah. tomorrow, but we're going to be back one week from tomorrow. Uh, yeah, supposedly. Definitely. Wait, wh- wh- when's Connect, by the way? Is that? Uh, uh, the 11th. Yeah, uh, October 11th. yeah, we're good. We're good. We'll be good. Yep, perfect. Oh, that is, I didn't, you know, that, that had not even occurred to me. We're going to be on uh, right the eve of Connect. Yeah. So, uh, speculation station, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. So, if you haven't already, be sure to get over there and uh, subscribe. You'll find the links to all Brad's stuff in the description down below. Uh, be sure to uh, give him a follow as well, especially if you're interested in the kind of things we've been talking to up until now. Of course, again, he's the man. He's the guy that... Uh, uh, Knows more about it than anyone else I know. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I will just want to plug that I do have a video. I, I want to, I, I do want to talk a little more in depth about uh, the Quest 3 stuff because I, I mostly spent the first video like just getting the info out there. But um, if you're interested a little bit more on some of my insights about why I think Meta is going that path, um, I will spend probably even more time in that video. So 
keep an eye cool. on it. Yeah. It's real interesting, the reaction to it. A lot of people had the same reaction as I yeah. did. And it, it's just uh, another, yet yeah, another example of what um, expectations do for you in this space. If you expect something to the point where you absolutely believe it to be fact, uh, this market will smack you down every time. Yeah. So uh, everyone counting their chickens with the uh, Quest 3 eye tracking uh, got a nice reality check this past week. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you again, Brad. We will talk to you very soon. And, uh, yeah, it was great. It was fun. Yep, yep. Uh, thank you. I had, Bye. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye, Brad. Uh, See you later. So, uh, guys, uh, th- that's uh, – that's it for hardware. I'm exhausted, man. Let's talk about something fun, right? Hell yeah. Please. Everything out here is about building. About creation. I want something different. AI, the new album from Paradise Decay, is available on Bandcamp. Yeah, check it out, guys. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Paradise Decay. We're obviously using uh, his footage for our background for this segment uh, because we're going to talk a little bit about Bone Lab, uh, one of the more hyped releases that the VR uh, ecosystem has seen all year. Uh, this game came to us last Thursday, September the 29th, uh, for Quest 2 oculus rift and steam vr uh 40 the launch price for this uh eric the um long awaited follow-up to stress level zero's boneworks which was a very polarizing title uh for its time um and having uh read a lot of the feedback over the last few days surrounding this i think that this title is going to be just as polarizing (laughs) if not uh, if not more so, uh, what do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, this title has been anticipated for so long. I mean, I think we had talked, I don't know if we talked about it last time, but, you know, they, they, Starfield Level Zero was talking about Project 4, like, like right after Boneworks released. It's been that long. So it's been, you know, it's been touted for a long time. People thought it was coming for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, it was super hyped. I mean, I mean, when, when this happens to games, they almost never can live up to the hype, but it's just, awesome that so many people are talking about it and this is a, these games are streamers dreams and this is good for vr um before we even get into the game think about how many flat streamers will stream this just because it's 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 boneworks and they did when it was you know when it was or, uh, when it was it's bone lab but they did it when it was boneworks also because people want to see this shit um so yeah before we even get into the game itself um just being boneworks and being this anticipated is good for is good for virtual reality um, so I'm, 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 I'm super stoked about it. And, and, uh, as we just said, uh, we were talking in the break, uh, we have some, I have some thoughts that I'm, I'm ready to get into. Uh, Roots, have we had another title that, uh, has generated this much buzz this year? No, well, it's, I mean, this is one of the ones, this is the Vertigo 2. This is the Bone Lab. There's, there's certain titles that were, are very heavily um anticipated and this one was anticipated because it's coming to the quest and and the questies didn't get to play this right and so how good was the implementation going to be uh for the physics how was it going to look and um but they're going to act they actually get to play this game now and uh and a lot of people this is the weirdest thing that i've seen in the comments as people saying that this, that they they should this should have just been a sequel and i don't feel that way i mean you know what I mean? or not a sequel a dlc and um, I, I feel like this is its own game. I felt like that was a very weird comment. I mean, it has a lot of similarities, but I, I don't, I don't believe it's a DLC to me. I understand uh, the sentiment because uh, this is not a traditional game uh, by any sense of the uh, the word. In fact, this is probably one of the more unique titles I've ever uh, participated in, and I don't just mean in content. I mean in structure. I've never seen a, a title that's structured quite like this that starts you out in kind of a, a campaign but then the second chapter of the campaign happens to be the menu area for this larger experience that has like this endless uh supply of i don't know what to call it like hmm. different gaming scenarios like i think eric i feel like sandbox is a little bit too simple a term to describe what bone lab is it really is a lab right this is i th i think people have a tough time because i don't think there's anything quite like it i mean there's not i mean it is very similar to boneworks but i mean i, th I think it's even more than boneworks you know what i mean I, for me i think it's a it, there is a progression there for sure and, and and the reason that people are trying to put something on it to say it's this or it's that is because we quit we can't quite put a finger on it exactly what it is it's it's different than any other game out there and and um i am quick to judge these games as everybody knows and you know i played like about an hour into it um when it launched on launch day and i went on my show and i talked about it and um i didn't understand at that point i don't think exactly what this game is because you can't figure that out in an hour right you need time into oh. this game to get an idea of what it is you're trying to do uh, and what and what stress level zero is trying to put you through this is this is them wanting you to play through what they think is 
the definition of a game. And to me, I mean, I have to give them credit for doing something different and thinking outside of the normal um, box that that is a game. There's there's a lot here to do. Um, it may not be my game. It may not be your game. But there's a lot here to like, um, especially if you like these types of things. So uh, I'm it, there's a lot here for sure. It's so it, meta. It's meta what they're trying to do here because even back from Boneworks, the 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 lore kind of alluded to the mythos, kind of this digital uh, utopia, or not really utopia, this digital realm where anything's possible and you get to to skirt death, and it's very lifelike, but better than the physical world, very much a metaverse type scenario. I kind of feel like what bone lab does is expand upon that framework to give us something that's kind of a, a prototype work in progress uh, for something that could end up being like a myth OS, right? Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like, uh, to me, it's kind of like um, Half-Life, uh, Alex and, and all the, the mods and stuff like it, it's built in with the intention that somebody else is going to build upon it and make something even better possibly um you know I, and there's so many things that i had like thoughts about what i what i was gonna like or or not like and one thing that i was not um i guess i was disappointed with because uh, i i didn't expect it to be different but I, I can't stand the fucking body man like i can't tell you how many times my arm is getting caught on a i mean just i just want the hands i, I i'm I know it's never going to happen. The amazing, inc and it is amazing. Inverse kinematics is amazing. But when I'm climbing around, everything that I felt about the first moving around climbing shit, I, I felt probably even more so. I There were really? so many, yeah, so many times I'm climbing and I'm trying to climb up something and I'm like, you have to do it from a specific way because, and I get it, like in real life, you can't just go through bars, but in real life, everything's not fucking hanging and getting caught on fucking ladders and shit i hated the climbing and in i thought one of the coolest parts was was the parkour the dungeon going through that but whenever i got to a climbing part of it i thought oh, fuck man like i kept thinking if the climbing was better like i can't remember some of these indie games that have been doing lately where the climbing just feels really good like I, it would make it so much better for me because i i can't I just, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe you had a magical version of it, Wes, but I just feel no. like the, uh, the, 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 it just, the climbing is still jank and it, I just don't like it. Yeah. I'm not surprised that to hear you uh, say that, that the climbing was frustrated. I was surprised to hear you say that you thought it was worse because, you know, as frustrating as it even still is, I did feel like there was an improvement over the original. So, uh, let, let me explain to those of you who aren't familiar with, uh, Boneworks and our thoughts on it. We, I basically had two main complaints about Boneworks and how the physics worked. Uh, first of all, was what Roosh just said. It was the climbing. Um, not only are, are your uh, limbs constantly getting caught on things as you, you try to climb, but in Boneworks, when you would summit something and mount it, it was damn near impossible to get your legs up on top of they the did thing fix so that you that. could stand up. They did fix um, it. Right. And now, now you can do that. If you make it to the top of something, you can get on top of it easily, which is a big thing for me. Uh, for right. the first one, 
because I was trying to climb everything uh, until I just got so frustrated with not being able to to actually stand on top of what I climbed that I just said, fuck it and quit trying to climb anything. So they did fix that. Uh, but what Roots is referring to here is a problem that is persistent throughout both titles. And that is that these developers are so focused on having their physics system be one-to-one -one realistic. And by the way, the physics system is a marvel. It's, it's amazing, amazing what they do with this. Um, but they don't account for your missing sense of touch that you have in real life. So, for example, if you're climbing a ladder in real life and you, you put one hand up to grab the one rung and you let go of this hand, if your hand is stuck behind a, one of the bottom rungs, you'll feel that. <laughs> and what you'll do is you'll just jerk your hand out and pull it around it. But in Boneworks, you can't feel, right? It's VR. And instead of compensating for that and allowing some kind of a, a mechanic to let your hand pass through or around whatever it's catching on, they'll just leave you stuck on it. Your hand will just be stuck there and you're trying to climb and you're wondering why you're not moving. And the reason why is because your hand is stuck on a rung, which in the physical world, 10 times out of 10 is going to take about a tenth of a second for you to reach around it. So there's all kinds of little stuff like this in the world that makes Boneworks just as frustrating as it is amazing. Um, but Eric, uh, I kind of felt like, uh, again, while it, while it is still frustrating on that base level, I do think that this title is a step in the right direction because they did polish it up a little bit. Yeah, so... What I was alluding to earlier is I went on last week and I played it for like an hour and then I went on my show and I and I came out and said, look, this thing is a marvel that it's even on the platform. I think it's amazing. But, you know, everybody's get saying it's a 5.0 and there's serious issues here. And I listed out all the issues I had, which basically is the movement and the mechanics and the physics. All that whole package just was broken for me again. Like I was having issues, you know putting my gun away or, 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 or using the inventory system or climbing or pulling myself over the wall. And I went back in, like I said, I was going to, and I spent more time with it and it's not the game's fault. It was my fault. Um, because I'll tell you a couple of reasons why we're used to grip as in grip button. So when you go to grab something, you use a grip button. Well, they don't do it that way. You need to use the grip button and you need to use the trigger button here. And if you don't do that correctly, you're going to drop things or you're not going to hold them correctly. Mm. You're not going to be able to pick them up. So when I went back in after my first play and I kind of figured that out a little bit and spent some more time playing around with it, I had no issues putting my gun in my holster, which I had dropped it about 20 times the first time I played. This time, boom, snapped it right in. No problem. I had an easier time putting things, you know, opening my inventory backpack and putting things in slots where before I would take the mace and I would go to stick it in the thing and I did it 10 times and it would fall. And then I would do it one time and it would work. And I thought I had it right. And I went back and did it again. And it was wrong this time. I don't know what happened. Why? I just spent more time with it. I figured it out and it worked every time. I didn't have any issues. So mm. this is a me problem, not a game problem. And why is it a me problem? Because they do things differently. They're not this is the stuff that I say all the time that I don't want. I don't want cookie cutter. Don't give me cookie cutter. Give me something mm. different. The problem is stress level zero takes everything to the nth fucking level. 
Okay. <laughs> so they take what I say and they freaking way blow it out of proportion and then they make a game that's almost inaccessible to people because they don't tell you what to do or they do things differently than you're normally used to doing because they want to do something different. Well, that's the, pro that's which, the problem. They're for an hour and experience everything you experience and then decide, you know what, I'm going to go back in there and see if I can figure out how I'm putting something in right or wrong. It, you know, the, you have a two hour window. And if you feel like if you don't understand what's going on and you feel like the game is jank or broke and it's something you're not doing right, how many people are leaving bad reviews or refunding the game? I, I kind of feel like they, as much as I hate tutorials, give us a five minute fucking tutorial on the, this, this type of shit that we need to know and then I'll do yeah. it and then I won't, I'll be able to put my stuff away real easy, you know, because it can be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, they go the opposite way. And the same thing with climbing. Like, I shit all over the climbing. I'm like, this is terrible. But I, I was having issues getting over a wall. And it's just, you have to figure it out because it's different than any other climbing game. Usually climbing games, you pull up and it will throw you up over the wall or give you the animation of you climbing over the wall. Here, you have to kind of like pull yourself forward and up at the same time. And it's a different motion than you're used to doing. And once you figure it out, you're fine. And then the whole jumping thing too, there is like... There is a momentum-based physics here that you have to figure out. So if you know Boneworks, you have an idea of what that is. But if you're a new player and you're trying to figure out, I feel sluggish when I go to jump. Something's not right. There's a momentum to it that you have to build. Now, again, is this the game's fault? No, it's because we're, we're set up to play these games the way every other developer set it up to do. And they decided to do something different. So... In the end, it's really not the game's fault. It's kind of the developer's fault. It's because they they want to change things so badly, they get in their own way sometimes. And that's the issue I have with this game. It's like they went the, the opposite way. They were like, fuck every new person. I'm only making this game for anybody who's not going to get sick in VR and anybody who, are, who has probably either played Boneworks or knows how this game works. If you're a new player to VR, I don't know how you get through this game in you any won't. way. You I just won't. don't know how you do it. Like, like if you, if you if you were like if you were like all right, I've never played VR before, but man, the Bone Boneworks, which I saw my favorite streamer stream, is now on Quest Two that I can get for three or four hundred bucks. I'm gonna go do it and I'm gonna get it. You're not getting through this game, dude. You could, you'd have to give yourself a week or two weeks to learn. Number one, not to get sick in there, and number two, to learn how to to to, to work everything. It's just not a beginner friendly game. It's not a Quest Two game, you know, for me. Like. Again, I want these games, but they just took it too far, Wes, right? Well, here's the thing with me. Um, I think I benefited a lot uh, from the fact that I played Boneworks last week. And mm. so I was already kind of in the frame of the mind, used to dealing with all of, all of the, the, the small details of how you have to operate in this yep. space that they built. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I came out unscathed with my first impression here because um you know a, a lot of the criticism of the original boneworks is that it was wasn't game like enough that it was more of a a tech demo uh than a game and you know although we explored that idea thoroughly i i'll typically come down on the side of it is it is a good game it's one of the better games in vr uh but that doesn't mean that there was no merit to that argument and coming into bone lab uh, one of my biggest worries about it is in the name. It's called a lab, which means that it it implies that it's going to lean even more into being like a, a sandbox tech demo and less 
into being a campaign. So um, I buy the game, I start playing it, and by the way, uh, if you're interested in living my uh, my very first playthrough, I, I did capture it. It's on the uh, Virtual Strangers Patreon. Uh, I released it as an exclusive uh, video last week, so you guys can get my uh, my first impressions from there. Uh, but after you play through the the prelude, which is about a thirty minutes to an hour, um, like campaign style level, you come into the lab, right? Which the second level of the game is the lab, but it doesn't tell you that. Uh, so I'm thinking, okay, so this is it. So there's six different areas of the map, one, two, three, four, five, six, and one is like tech trials. And two is arena mode. Three is a sandbox. Uh, you know, and, and it's all this sort of thing, th this kind of stuff that typically you would consider to be DLC type things. Add-ons, not things that are, a game is built around. And I, I searched this whole area thoroughly, and I don't see anywhere that says, okay, go through here for the campaign, to continue the campaign. So I'm thinking, okay, so... My, my worst fears have been realized here. There's, there is no campaign. It's just a, an hour. And now the rest of it is going to be mods and sandbox stuff, which by the way, we'll talk about in a moment. A lot of the sandbox stuff is, is freaking incredible. But, um, it took me going back in to realize that the, this whole lab, this whole hub world is a level in and of itself. It's a puzzle level. And, you have to kind of interact with the, uh, the the different modes, the different game modes, the experimental modes to unlock the pieces of the puzzle so that you can then solve the puzzle to move on through the campaign. Um, I mean, Roots, this is, this is unlike anything that I've ever even conceived before in a game. I mean... These guys are operating on a whole different level, and I'm, I'm glad that I went back into the game before doing this uh, this th this segment here. Because if you had talked to me three days ago about Bone Labs, uh, I wouldn't have had a whole lot of nice things to say about it. But now I'm just kind of blown away. It's crazy because it's one more thing that they didn't explain anything. And I guess in this respect, it's it's a good thing, you know, because it's a puzzle. Like you said, you're trying to figure it out, but. I must have roamed around that thing 45 minutes. I, I tried using that magnet thing. I tried everything. I'm like, what is it? And then I said, well, you know what? I guess fuck it. I might as well start going in these things and check them out, you know? And then I started realizing, oh, okay, this is, you know, things are starting to, to happen. But uh, I thought it was pretty cool. And like I said, I really did think that that, um, you know, I, I don't know if we're moving on to this or not, but I'll, I'll say that dungeon thing was super cool, the, the parkour. I didn't do the parkour. Like, I, I haven't done that part yet. I did. Uh, so, uh, minor spoiler alert here for anybody who doesn't want any kind of clue. You might want to plug your ears up for about 30 seconds. Um, but uh, you have to, in order to, to continue on through the campaign, to, to get the puzzle pieces, you have to um, you have to participate in three out of the six game modes that are available in the lab uh so did you i figure that out did you figure that out on your own i'm just curious well I was, somebody had mentioned to me that you you had to play with that stuff to um 
I did all six or everything. I, I had to go look it up though. I mean, I did them all. I did all six just because I thought that's what you had to somebody do. But I had to go look chat, it up. Eric, it was somebody in your chat, Eric, that told me that in order to continue the campaign, you had to play some of this stuff. So I, I kind of knew mm. coming out of your episode uh, on Thursday that um, there was more to it, that I needed to mess around with this stuff that typically I wouldn't mess around with. Like, I normally don't play with sandbox modes and things like that. Yeah. You um, think they did that on purpose? Like <laughs> you, you play all those modes? Oh yeah, for sure they did it on purpose. And uh I think it's rather it's one of the more clever things I've ever seen in a game. Uh that the the menu itself is a puzzle which itself is a level in the campaign. It's crazy. And then, you know, we we say that there's six um there's six modes, right? In the lab. Uh but you realize quickly that that's a big underestimation because every door that you go to uh whether it be tack trials or whether it be the parkour or whether it be uh you know the, the mods every door you come to has options and different modes within those modes so basically eric what we have here is we have a bonework style campaign right uh on top of that kind of in the peripheral built all around it are all of these different game modes, each one of which has a, a ton of developer-created content for you to get in that, that's just as high quality as the campaign. Uh, there's just no you know story or, or driver behind it. It's just all about the doing and having fun. So you have the campaign. You have all this extra developer-created content, and that's available right now. But where I think... Uh, Eric, that this title is really going to make its mark and go on to be known as one of the more revolutionary titles that have ever been released in VR is the fact that not only have the developers given you all of this infinite sea of content, but they've also now given us the tools to make it our own. So there's already a ton of content in this game. It's ridiculous how much there is to play, but it's only going to grow from here because now... The talented people in the VR community are going to get their hands on these tools and they're going to use the examples that the developers have given and they're going to create all new games and all new experiences within this world. Uh, it really is uh, something exceptional. Yeah, I mean, this almost becomes a source engine, right? Like Half-Life Alex. you know what I mean? This is going to be, this is going to create a lot of stuff. And for me, I think... I think I'm probably more excited for what the the modding community will do with this than I am for the for the base game itself, mm. um, because you're going to see a ton come out of this. It's going to be there's so many creative people out there. It's going to be amazing. And then you know the developers themselves, you know, Stress Level Zero can still add stuff to this too. Um, with that, it's so you know it's going to be so easy to do. Um, and that's the other thing too, though. Here is there's a lot here to all this, right? Like you're saying. There is a campaign. You just have to figure out how to get there. But in doing so, there's a lot of stuff you get to do. There's like horde modes with, you know, like with zombies. And then there's like, you know, the parkour, which is super cool. If once you get the movement down, you can get really quick and really good at it. You know, there's, there's these other like drop down things and there's just the arena mode. There's a lot of really, really cool stuff here that you can do. And it'll give you, you know, there's go-karts in here. And there's, there's a ton of stuff to find and collect. The problem is there's no there's no coherent path to any of it. Like you don't like 
like tell me that you got to figure what, it out yeah you got to figure it yeah, all but, out which is which is okay you I, people like puzzles in games but if you put make one of the puzzles how i get into the fucking game that's, that's a problem <laughs> like i need to get into the game and then give me the Sounds puzzle don't ridiculous make, right don't don't yeah don't it's almost like they do this to say you know what if you're not smart enough to play my game we don't want you to play our game you know what go yeah. return it we'd rather have you play we'd rather have you return it because you're too fucking dumb to play our game so you know what we don't want you well that's dumb okay i mean you're you've made your game not accessible it just feels like it's like not cohesive there's no just give me a like they did the right things here Wes. they they gave us more of what we wanted they fixed the things problem is they gave you no direction of how to figure out that they fixed those things you have to figure this out all on your own literally i had to go look up and watch somebody's video because i heard that there was campaign and you had to do things i had to figure it out and i'm like you know if i have to do that how many people didn't do it and just returned it mm. They're like you so know that's well, the that's the interesting thing about this, right? Because uh, this is kind of an extension of a, a sort of seeming attitude from the creators of this game that, that Roots and I picked up on from the original. This kind of, uh, I, I don't know, it's kind of difficult to describe it, kind of the snarkiness from the developers. Like, if our game's not for you, then that's your problem, not ours, Right. And there, in, in the first game, you could see it through comments written on the wall or the way certain things were, were made. Um, <laughs> there's little hints here and there. But it, it seems like they've taken that to the nth degree here, although they have hidden it a little bit better than they did the first time. Um, but Roots, that kind of works in the PC space, right? Because, you know, a lot of PC gamers kind of have this same kind of attitude, like, if, if you can't use our stuff, then that's your problem, not ours. Um, but we're talking about with Bone Lab here, a game now that isn't just a PC game anymore, right? They're, they're, they're now taking this thing to other platforms that's more geared toward casuals. Uh, do you, you guys think that that might uh, eventually be a problem for them where stuff like this is more accepted on PC? than it would be on Quest or even PlayStation VR 2. There's a lot of people out there that, and this is going to sound condescending, but probably aren't smart enough to figure out what the fuck's going on in this game. You know what I mean? And it doesn't mean that if somebody went had to go and look, I mean, we don't have, I don't have hours to just roam around, right? But I mean, there's probably, there's a lot of people that are so casual that there's no way they're getting that far into the game. And so, yeah, I think it is going to cause, it could cause a big problem. And um, and it, it's weird because it everything that we want it, that they're doing a lot of the or it's just it's kind of in a, such a weird way that it's it it uh, it's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way and a lot of people are not going to get that far in this game, you know. It's a shame, which is a shame because again they fixed it they they did they did what we asked them to do a lot of it anyway. If you give it time and to, and to get used to the systems. They really gave you, they gave you, they almost fixed everything that we wanted them to, but they gave you no, they gave you no path to find it out. So Eric, you're the, you're the kind of, uh, you're the, the resident quest guy here. You're the head of uh, one of the more prominent quest communities in the world. So on one hand, uh, you have this complete enigma of a game that is going to confound casual gamers, uh, undoubtedly. Uh, on the other hand, uh, you have a game here that does things technically that no other game in the Quest library can do. 
Uh, so how is this game going to be received? Uh, originally, I thought it was going to be like overwhelmingly successful to the point where people had blinders on, where they were just going to say, it's great. It's fantastic. I just love it because I, I, I have Boneworks and I don't care. You know, and I have Boneworks, you know, in, uh, you know, Boneworks is Bone Lab and it's on a quest too, so I don't care. But now I, I've seen a turn. Like, now I haven't looked at the quest store to see what the ratings were. They were so high in the beginning, but people were literally were giving it fives. The game was out for five minutes and they were giving it 5.0s. Just because they yeah. were freaking so happy that the game was released. Fanboys. Which is so stupid. You're going to review a game because you're just happy that it's released. I mean, you know, take some time and think about what you're doing. Um, because people are putting their hard-earned money and basing it off of the ratings reviews. So you're going to, you know, somebody might buy this for 40 bucks because you gave it a five-star review just because you got a hard-on because they fucking released Boneworks. <laughs> so think about what you're doing before you make a stupid-ass review. And then... Then I'm starting to see a turn. I'm starting to see, like, in my, in my group and, you know, in, in, in our communities, people are, like, really starting to hit this thing. Um, and they're really starting to dig on it where I think it deserves to be, you know. Well, two things. I think it, it's it, they're hitting on it where it deserves to be and a little bit where it doesn't. Again, I did the same thing. I hit on it where it doesn't deserve to be hit on because it was my fault that I didn't actually properly learn the physics and, and learn the mechanics. And when I gave it time and went back in, I thought it was really good. And 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 that is something you probably shouldn't dig it on. They they are digging it correctly on that there's no cohesive line here. There's no... You, you, we don't want hand-holding a game, for sure. I don't want that. But if you can't put a blindfold on me either. You know what I mean? You can't you can't not give me anything. And, they did, and that's stress level zero. They take everything too far. Just dial it back a little bit, guys. A little bit. Come down a little bit to our level. You don't need to be up here and looking down on everybody. Come down a little bit. That's all I'm asking. And this game would be this game would be worth every bogus rating that it's probably getting. So it's a very divisive title. As we uh, as we said at the the top of this segment, uh, you're gonna have people like uh, Decepticon here who says I prefer no hand holding. And then on the other hand, you're going to have people like Chris Richardson who says it isn't hand-holding to explain how to play the freaking game. So uh, exactly um, exactly what I predict is going to kind of be the, uh, the narrative going forward. This is going to be a, a beloved game. It's going to go down with legendary status, uh, but it's not going to be unanimous, right? There's always going to be valid criticism uh, coming from the other side, people who are more casual, people who just want to get into VR and relax and, and play a game for a little while uh, without having to, to struggle, whether that struggle be mental uh, or, or physical. Um, so that so then that brings us down to the, the final question here, uh, Roots. Um, we have Bone, Bone Works, which was a great game, uh, a nice campaign with some extras that got added in later, um, 30 bucks. Um, now we have Bone Labs with a, a very similar campaign, uh, which is, you know, quite a bit shorter from what I understand. I haven't finished it yet, but this is a shorter campaign. But in place of, let's say, one-third of the original campaign, uh, you're getting just this plethora of not only uh, developer-created content in all these other modes, 
but then the possibility going forward of uh, the community really making this into something special. Um, $40, take it or leave it. I think it's worth $40. I mean, once you get past that that point, I wish they did. Uh, I, I agree with Chris Richardson. I don't think hand-holding is, is explaining how to play the game, at least pointing you in the right direction. Uh, and, but at the same time, the the... the the when you get past it the the feeling you get so like it's like it's bittersweet i guess in that respect but i definitely think it's worth it's definitely the production um and what you get there is worth forty dollars and i i you're gonna love the the um the parkour stuff wes like it's like blades fucking swinging everywhere and i mean it's not just you're not just running and jumping like it's like an obstacle course of death and you're trying to beat times and 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 it's just i felt like i was in a platformer it was super cool if they fixed the climbing a little bit better and i think you you nailed it you know if it, if my arm come, goes through that bar from behind my back i'll never know it so I, I i thought about this i thought about sony and what we talked about on sunday and how they they said that there was a fine line of making it realistic but also making it flow and play better right or whatever the actual quote was and i feel like that stress level zero could could learn from that because getting that balance to where everything flows right if they could make it flow perfect this game would be phenomenal and it, that being said it's it's a very good game it goes back to the old uh, doorknobs discussion right way back in the day like mm -hmm. you want to make a, a door that works like a real door uh but you don't want to make it uh to where opening a door in VR is any more challenging than opening a door in real life. I pulled a whole desk, Wes. I picked a chick, okay? I was a chick, and I went to open the drawer, and the whole desk went, <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> yeah. that theory of maybe if you're a bigger person and you got more strength, um, no, it, it's, uh, they, 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 like, even to the point with that, that mat, that thing that you're, the, the beam with the thing you have to raise and lower, I, they put things on each side because you have to grab on because when you're trying to use the joystick you start to drift and do weird stuff um so this isn't i mean there is room for improvement stress level zero if you ever see this you probably don't like us but we love the game um we just think that there's some some things that could change we're, we're probably the reason why you had the things and they the guy smiled and and uh, made such a production of the save thing in the last one which i don't i don't know yeah. Um, so uh, Fluke Rogi joining us in chat says, uh, oh, I lost it here, says, uh, couldn't stand Bone Lab. I utterly despise the physics, and there's no other positive thing that can get me past it. So this is what I'm talking about. Like, Fluke Rogi is a VR veteran. He's someone who's, who's been in the space, someone whose opinion I respect. Um, not for him so eric like it's an easy recommend for me like i think that there's 40 dollars worth of game here all day long but i think we have to put that caveat on there that there's a very real possibility that this game might not be for you yep i i i this is the first time i've ever been i i can't answer the question i just can't i don't know if this game is worth 40 bucks or not for me, it's worth 40 bucks, okay? And just so you guys know, we, we, we bought this game. 
Okay, I know we didn't get a, we didn't get a key, so we bought this game. This wasn't us, you know. By the way, a free I, key. I, I, we had so to I'm sorry, about. Eric. I, I'm sorry. Let allow me to jab the fucking developer here for just a moment because <laughs> I, I started to request review keys for this thing, right? So there, there's no contact info uh, out there. The only way that you can uh, contact these these people from their website is through social media. They have DMs turned off on Twitter. You go to their Facebook and you can you can use Messenger to to message them. So I, I send them a message to to introduce myself, who I am, uh, and my my next message was going to be to request uh, review access. So after I sent my introductory message, I get an auto reply, uh, which says a bunch of different things. But one of the things that was in that message was that we don't give out review keys. So I just stopped right there. All right. I, I'm not a person that, that tries to bulldoze devs. If they don't want my help, then that's fine. I'll either buy their game or I won't. Um, so I just let it go at that. But then the following Monday, uh, I, I'm in uh, I'm in a room with a, a lot of my peers and colleagues. And it was just like me and, and maybe one or two other people who hadn't played this fucking game yet. Because they had review keys. So, uh, Stress Level Zero, you can kiss my ass. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you might want to be a little more honest with your auto replies. If, 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 you, if it's selective, say it's selective. That's if exactly you're not giving it. out review keys, mm -hmm. you know. Somebody told me on their Discord, the it says that if you ask for a key, we're banning you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was Good like, thing. damn, dude. Like, I, I don't know. I get it. Like, you want. I mean, certain people to cover it, and that there's that's respectable. You choose who you want to cover it. I don't. That doesn't hurt my feelings. They don't choose us, but like you said, at least be honest and just say, you yeah. know, we'll we'll contact you if we want you to cover our game. Okay, cool. Right. You know exactly. Yeah. That's right. all they would have had to say. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry yeah. to uh, no. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, right? I'm, that, I'm glad you kind of I'm glad you said it. Yeah, because yeah. and and you know we did we did buy this game. And um, and I'm giving away two keys over on my channel, and I bought what, both what? of those fucking oh my keys God. too. Nice. You know what I mean? So I I spent you know a lot of money on this game, and that's why it's tough for me to, to say this because for me, I think it's worth forty bucks. But can I recommend this game to like you know a person that just got their quest for the first time? I don't think so. I don't think I could put you in here. I don't, unless I'm going to sit there with you and walk you through it and handhold you and then like, and help you get over motion sickness or anything like that. I don't think I can put you in this game. Um, I think I'd have to sell you to go play VR for six months and then get into this game. Um, and there's just, there's just so much here that I, I would hate to, to tell somebody to go buy this game and spend 40 bucks and then have a terrible experience. And that's what you, that's what you're going to get West. You're exactly right. You're going to get somebody who's absolutely going to love this game and want to gonna want to like spend hundreds of hours in here, and you're, or you're gonna get somebody who's going to nope out after three hours and then not get be able to get a refund because we told them to buy it. So I just don't know. I don't know what to say in this game. I I would say if you if you're a VR veteran and you have no problem with anything else and you and you can go look up and figure out how to get through this stuff and and you and you want to have spend time learning it. There's a lot here to love. There's so much good going on in this game. Um, that they've done a really, really good job with, and like I said, some of my criticisms, I am, I'm completely wrong. The the criticism I have are definitely not there. Once I learned how to do it, not them. I had to learn. That's my fault. 
Um, but the other criticisms are fair and for new, especially for new people. So this is going to be the first time where I'm going to say, I don't know, Wes. I can't give you an answer. I'm sorry. So uh, a few uh, things from our awesome chat here. Uh, first of all, Guido, with the $40 U.S. donation, uh, says donating to help you guys pay for a game that you shouldn't have had to buy. Uh, foam finger for these jerks. <laughs> uh, Guido's awesome, dude. But beyond that, thank you, Guido. Very much appreciate it. Awesome as always. By the way, Guido made it official and joined our Patreon uh, nice. last week. So, so he's not uh, he's not passing money to you in the in the. I guess he's not seeing you anymore. Right? <laughs> I haven't been to work, right? So he, had, yeah. he had to figure out another way. Sure. Um, beyond that, uh, Simplex in our chat pointing out that this is a cross buy title. We failed to mention That's that. That's true. Uh, there's a there's a big. Uh, positive uh buying this on quest uh is that you you also get the pc version as well so that's a bit of a uh a bit of a check mark on on the value side let me guys uh, ask you guys this and because we've we've established that we feel like 40 for us for our could be worth it but maybe not for us but what, everyone else what about 30 eric would you feel better about telling people for 30 dollars um, did, or do you think it would still be the same situation? I, it, it definitely helps. I think I'm still, I would still hesitate again. It's not really same, about the money, right? No, yeah. it's about, it's about the experience and, and then such a bad experience for somebody who's not, who, you know, who might not be used to VR, you know what I mean? And if that is, I think that is my thing. If, again, if you're, if you like these times types of games and you're a VR veteran, I think this is 40 bucks, 30 bucks. You're good. Buy it. I think so. But. I would just hate to say, yeah, go buy it even for thirty bucks, and then you absolutely hate this game. And again, you put three hours into it, and you're already out, you're already out of your return window, and you're just you're, you can't either can't do it, or you don't understand it, or you know the. I couldn't even imagine. I just, I mean, I, I had a tough time figuring this thing out, and I played Boneworks. I mean, it was a long time ago, <laughs> but I played Boneworks, and I spent more time in VR than most. That's because it's not. <laughs> there's nothing straightforward about it. You're just uh, like even. You know, you just dropped in there and you're like, okay, what's like, if you like to explore, this is probably a dream for Wes. Um, yeah. it, for my thing is, it's just, I don't like continually walking around in circles over and over again, feeling like I'm, I have nowhere to go that you know it what? amplifies the, the feeling of weird. If you're doing that flat, it sucks. Right. So, you yeah. know, what would be a dream for Wes is if they would take this, uh, refinement of the climbing and put it in the bone works. Because there's yeah, so many right. areas in Boneworks that I saw, like you can get there if you can climb there, mm. but I was never able to actually get that last step in there. I, I would I would start it all over again today if I, if I had that ability. So hopefully they'll go back and kind of patch up the uh, the physics in the first game a little bit and so. get my arm out of the fucking ladder. Like I, that's the biggest <laughs> thing because I so many times I was like mother. You know, like let let go, like let go of my harm, bro. Um, it, it's frustrating. I I I almost felt like whoever it was that said in the chat that they they uh, couldn't do it. Fluke Rogi. That's how I felt. I was like, man, these physics <laughs> in a lot of ways are amazing, but I just need the body to be disappeared so that I can actually climb and uh, enjoy it. And Onakazi is he's talking about one of the biggest things that I said is you have to almost relearn what you've always been taught as a VR player. He had a tough time just grabbing that cube in the beginning to start the game because you are you are trained that the grip button is your grip button. 
You're not trained that you should have to hit the grip and the trigger at the same time. There again, they are doing something different. Is that the game's fault? No, it's not the game's fault. It's the designing of the game's fault. The game itself is not broken. The mechanics are not broken here. And that's my point. The mechanics are fine once you learn them. It's the designer's fault for not telling you how to do, how, you know, giving you enough direction. Yeah. And then again, and again, you have to give it time. You know, again, if, you, if you're trained in VR to play a game a certain way, it's going to take you a little bit of time to get through this. You know, that the, the whole momentum thing in this is different than any other game, right, Wes? I mean, I can't think of another game where they have a momentum system with the jumping um, that they do here. Yeah. Uh, one more uh, bit of uh, infinite wisdom coming from our chat here uh, from our friend Paradise Decay. Uh, something huge that we, we failed to really elaborate on is that all of this magic um, that they're making here, uh, a lot of which carried over from the original game, but a lot of which is brand new. It all looks and works perfectly on the standalone hardware. Like, this is an amazing feat of engineering here. Um, now, there are certain areas visually that you can tell that the game was developed with quest in mind, whether you're playing on PC or on quest, mm -hmm. but I, but I wouldn't say that it's a huge downgrade. I would, I would say that not only does most of this game look fairly identical to the original Boneworks, um, but I would also say that there aren't really any huge differences visually or gameplay wise mm -hmm. between the quest version and the PC version. Sandbox would you guys would agree with that? Sandbox would be the only thing that I could imagine being different because I spawned in like a million of those fucking guys and like of both kinds. You can, you know, you can get the, the, the bad guy you can spawn in. I don't know what his name was, Charlie or whatever, whatever the Ford, that's what it was, right? And so, and then they all start fighting, right? And you got all sorts of stuff going on. I, I put so much going on on my screen that it was like starting to lag me out and it made me think that, you know, what would the quest limit be? How many models could you get in that? You know, because it's not just the the people, it's the guns, it's it's everything that you add in that sandbox. So I would imagine to have a really cool sandbox, you're going to have a, a better experience on the PC version. That's probably true. I haven't tested it, but it makes uh, sense. Um, Eric, were, were your uh, experience... Oh, you didn't even play this on PC, did you? Yeah, I didn't play the PC version because I've been gone, and I literally got home, you know, like around you know eleven o'clock today, eleven a.m. today. So I, I I haven't even had a chance to fire it up. I, I'm super, you know, curious to look, get in there and look. From what I've heard from from you and others, there's not a big difference here between the two games. Um, and I I played I've played quite a bit into the quest game now, and I felt no, I I, I th there's definitely a graphical downgrade. Um, because it's the quest and, and you're right you see that but i felt no um from what i remember from boneworks i felt no uh, mechanical downgrade or what i mean by that is i didn't i didn't feel any lag i didn't feel any like i saw somebody in chat earlier saying that performance was an issue for them on the quest too and yeah other um, people I, have said that too, I, yeah. I just didn't get that and i i have a lot of time into this game um especially you know during the hurricane and i i there wasn't mu there wasn't much i could do but sit in the hotel room so I was playing a lot of bone war, you know, bone lab, and you know I just didn't have any issues at all. And I and, and yeah, well, I motion sickness comes from frame, a lot of it from frame pre PS dips. And if you're not as prone to Possibly. feeling sick as other people, because uh, that's for me, that's the only time I feel weird is if I'm I'm my the frame 
the FPS is doing weird stuff. I can feel it. And then I mm. check, and sure enough, that's why I monitor FPS, because I don't like but that feeling. It, I didn't feel that. Notable, Did you? Did you feel it? It is it notable to say... It's notable to say here, though, that while, while that's true, while it could be a frames issue that would be causing people to feel motion sickness here, uh, we do need to point out that this is not a comfortable game to play. Mm, and true. if you're someone who, who is prone to motion sickness, even if the frames are at 120, this game could turn your stomach. Yeah, you're, the physics oh, yeah. of the arms and stuff. Did you notice the, there is no physics when it comes to the uh, the, the plants, like the... the the foliage, you know, you your hand goes through it. You can't touch the roots, yeah, any of that. Everything things. else, yeah. yeah, everything else is solid. But yeah, certain things are are your hand passes through. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, Decepticon says shadows, aliasing, and lighting are about the only difference. You know, and again, those are very minor things. For me, um, it, it was more noticeable in natural environments, like like at the beginning. Like the uh, the the geometry didn't seem quite so natural. It wasn't uh, in the cave, right? Yeah, it, w it yeah. wasn't awesome like on Shadowgate where it, it it looked like a PC game. You could tell it was a quest game, not only from the shape of things, but Wallpaper. the the uh, the low resolution textures, um, the sky boxes in the outdoor scenarios were a little bit blurry. Um, but again, this is all minor stuff that you uh, that you overlook if you're not just specifically looking for it. Um, right. You probably wouldn't even notice it. It does have that immersion level as far as gameplay-wise. When your not, arm's not getting stuck in the ladder. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say if you're someone who played Boneworks and liked it, you're going to love this. And uh, if you didn't like Boneworks, then you're probably going to hate this. So, uh, And if you're on Quest... Um, the the only way real way to know if you, this game is for you or not is is unfortunately by buying it and trying it out for yourself, and uh, really that's the only way to be sure. There's so many different wide and varying opinions about this game. Uh, it's a very individual thing. Uh, now with that said, um, this game gets you know a ten out of ten in terms of originality and 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 overall um uniqueness um there is a ton of content here even though the campaign's shorter there's there's more content than boneworks um i think in that regard it's definitely worth the price but uh whether it was twenty dollars or a hundred dollars um it's really going to come up to each individual person whether or not they actually enjoy playing a game like this what are your thoughts on uh, uh we were talking about this on last night in the discord that there's a new game that uh, tech brought up that he was thinking about picking up i think he did pick it up i don't know if he tried it or not but it's called tyrone versus the cops vr it's a two dollar game and in the comments it said somebody said this game is better than bone lab and it's only it's 38 dollars cheaper is that does make you <laughs> does that make you want to go out and check out tyrone versus the cops i, I promised Absolutely. in his back that i would uh I would bring this game up because it actually has got 10 positive reviews so i thought we already had a dilemma going in we had boneworks <laughs> oh my god boneworks versus nfl pro era <laughs> versus into the radius by the way guys oh my into god. the radius that's cool and uh and now we've got tyrone versus the cops what the fuck are we gonna do uh, i don't Dude, know stay stay tuned to wednesday uh, i want to see the three of us because i don't know where i am right now. i'll tell everybody right now i have no idea where i am 
I think because, I got to play a lot more of this game to even decide if I, you know, like you said, I want to get really deep. We could have a, it. we could have a knockdown drag out on Wednesday. It could be like, yeah, I meant to brawling. kind of preface this discussion with like, we're not going to go super deep on it today. Tune in Wednesday for game of the month and we'll go deep on it. But, <laughs> so much for that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I think it's safe to say that we're all going to play this game a lot more between now and then. Uh, so if, if you want to know how it kind of, uh, you know, our opinions completely changed from Thursday to now. They could change from now to, to Wednesday. So, uh, again, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and ring the bell so that you will be notified. And, uh, and if you can manage to stay up late enough or get up early enough to be there live, uh, you can play a very real part in, uh, in how things go. So. Anyway, I think that's about enough of uh, Bone Lab. Let's move on, because that's not all that we've been playing. Uh, man, I, sometimes you just want to relax, right? Uh, I think right now would be a pretty good time for a game like this. Little Cities Attractions uh, dropped about 10 days ago or so, September 22nd. Uh, of course, this game is exclusive to Quest 2, uh, and this was a free update to an already existing game, a game that we had already talked about before, uh, being a super chill alternative to the other city builders that are available on the platform. Uh, Roots, um, our initial impressions of this game is it, it was a fun way to just relax and uh, manage something without having to micromanage it in VR. And on top of that, it's uh, a really interesting way to express yourself artistically as you continue to build up and populate this world that they put you in. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'll, just, I'll let you finish what you're going to say. <laughs> no, I, I, my, my opinion of this... Um, this free update to it is it just further enhances that uh in every way it allows you to be a bit more artistic and what i really love about the attractions update is that it kind of fills in the blanks things that were missing from the original game are here now and it, so not only does it fill in that blank from a figurative perspective but literally uh the little blanks on your map the little one square areas that you couldn't put anything before now you have stuff to put there. So it fills in the blanks more, in more ways than one. Absolutely. And the last time I, we talked about it, I said I was going to continue on my, uh, my city. And that, that was a lie. I lied to you guys because I was not able to. <laughs> I went to it. It was gone. I was like, oh, I guess I'm starting over. But the good thing is, is and I guess I didn't even really know it. Um, I know it now for next time. Uh, you, there's, 
you want to leave those spots open and maybe not just one little corner here or there because you like they there's ways to multiply um i guess your attraction or whatever they call it the style rating right i wasn't expecting to like this i i went in and i thought okay i'm gonna go in i'm, I'm gonna have the same experience as last time and then i started getting to these interactions and i really actually really was enjoying myself and i i feel like i don't know why i can't explain exactly why these things made it better um i guess just more detail more artistic or whatever but i actually had more fun this time than i did last time and um it was super cool so the feedback loop is cool right because when you get in the the attractions are mostly locked there's only two different categories of about 10 or 12 and it's the way that you apply those base ones that that brings your style rating up and then it, the game rewards you for that by unlocking new types of attractions for you to make a whole other pass over your map and it's just um, a nice loop that that kind of feeds itself yeah yeah that gives you that depth uh, the, the gameplay depth right and um, I kind of feel like it took a, a chill game and it made it better, but it didn't make it any more complicating. It's still as chill as it was before. Um, the only thing that I want, and I've said this before, that I want to see, I, I, you know, I because I went through the beginning and I got to wave at the balloon just like that guy did in the video. Um, I didn't. I wanted to see people in there. It feels really weird to not see little people in there waving back or or running around doing their thing. And I can't imagine that that's not coming at some point because uh, I think that would really would make it the world feel like it comes even more alive than it already does. I agree with that. Um, so so Roots said that he was not going to start over, but then he did. I said I was going to start over, <laughs> but then I didn't. Uh, Eric, what, what did you do? Did you start a fresh game or did you pick up your world from before? I had to start a fresh game because I was in the same boat as Roots. My game was not there anymore. I don't know why or what happened, but uh, yeah, my game wasn't there. So I started from scratch. Hmm. But I'm, I'm glad I did, though, because I had kind of forgotten a little bit about this game. And, you know, this is this is like our blessing and our curse again that we talk about. We have to play almost every game, almost every game. So we have to move on. And But this is one of those games that I... I'm upset that I have had to move on from. Like, I love this game. Uh, I played this game super, super early, and it's just a good, fun game. And I kind of like the simpler side of the city builder and where we just talked about Bone Labs and how confusing that game can be. This is the opposite. Everything's so easy to do in this game. It's so cool, man. I just love the, and you said it, relax. You can get in and relax and have fun in here. And what they add now with these new style points is so freaking good man it's such a smart thing to do um it gives you a ton of more attractions but it gives you reasons to put these attractions down to you know to do these things other than just have them be there and have your community be happy for them for some reason but to, to go out and try and find these little things to do to make them special like did you guys know that like and i just found this by just stick i just I already, thought I already it was know funny what you're gonna say i, already I just know thought what you're gonna say. yeah I, yeah you probably did the same thing i did i thought it would be funny to stick a donut shop right yep. next to the police station. <laughs> and then I got a big style point for it because I had put it next to the police station. And I just laughed my ass off for like 10 minutes because I just, I, I just thought it was going to be funny on my own. I didn't realize the game was going to, you know, enjoy my humor too. And so it was fun to do those things. And I'm sure, you know, 
with even more time, there's probably even more and different things that you can find that are that are cool and funny like that. So, uh, well, that's the cool thing is, is that it adds challenge. You know, one one of our only criticisms about this game originally is that there's no challenge, zero, none at all. It's 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 very easy to to build yourself up and keep your people happy, but with this attractions update, now you're trying to unlock attractions, right? And the way it works, they give you attractions. They give you some small stipulation about where you can put them. And the, the number of points that you get for applying these depends on how many people there are in the area. So they'll tell you, you can put a hot dog shop in a, in a market district. So you, you put it over there and, and how many points you get depends on how many shops there are around it. You know, makes sense. So this is how you kind of progress and build yourself as you go um what makes it challenging is that there are bonus points that are hidden and it's the type of stuff eric talked about like um like you can put a donut shop anywhere and how many shops or people are around that'll be how many points you get for it but you know they don't tell you that if you put the donut shop next to the police station you're going to get a bonus 20 points and and, and really progress a lot faster. So now, all of a sudden, you have this kind of puzzle game where, like, okay, where am I supposed to put the juice bar at now to get the bonus points? Beach. Uh, so, oh. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so now we have a game that went from having zero challenge to a little bit of challenge. And I, I feel like a, with a game like this that's so chill, a little bit of challenge goes a long way. And this is the thing, too. You, uh, not everybody's gonna like your changes you know like so i was noticing i'm i'm getting these points but i'm pissing some people off that like you know you're putting a (laughs) a cell tower next to something or whatever whatever it is you know or even these things you may be the best attraction but they don't want it next to their house and so now you pissed off some people and all of a sudden i'm noticing i'm getting frowns and stuff it's starting to move the meter there and so i felt like it was a little bit more challenging to uh in a good way to keep that go- positive, right? And because that was one of our gripes too, is like, it, you know, the other version it was so hard and this one was too easy. And now this is like, this is bridging the gap in good ways. So, yeah, I bulldozed some houses, dude, for sure. People are not happy with me. <laughs> I'm a, Eric, I'm a fucking tyrant, man. I'm bulldozing <laughs> people's homes so I can put an ice cream shop in. Did you do the same thing? Well, I didn't. I did a, little, a couple times when I made mistakes or I was like, oh, I want to do something there. But I mean, I could see where you would have to if you're continuing your city because you don't, you, you've already filled a lot of it, right? And now you have to make changes. So now you're like just tearing houses down left and right to put a freaking, you know, palm tree. People are pissed, man. Yeah, I don't even have to tear them down. That's the beauty; is it lets you just put it over it, right? It automatically, it, in an easy way, it, it like bulldozes in the placement, right? Which is cool. And by the way, finding these bonuses are not easy. Like the the donut one was was obvious, and there was only like maybe one or two more that I even found. Like, um, I put a playground next to a school, you know. Duh, but uh, that's really the only one I can think of off the top of my head that I actually found. Like the rest of them really have me questioning, well, maybe there are certain facilities that I haven't added in my map yet because I'm not finding the the bonuses for these certain things. Yeah, that's cool. 
Onikazi wants to know, do the palm trees attract rats? I hope hmm. not, bro. I hope not. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Roots, there may be people like you in our city. And uh, I, I'm wondering, I'm trying now, I'm trying to con trying to consider why the palm trees would attract rats. Do they, are they attracted to palm trees for some reason? That's a, maybe they, maybe maybe they like maybe. coconuts. Yeah, maybe, you know, but there are certain <laughs> things. I, I go into somebody's backyard and they've got, uh, seeds bird seeds and peanuts everywhere and they're like because they feed the, the the squirrel and the birds and they're like i don't know why we have rats and i'm like i do all that shit right there is bringing the rats <laughs> and now they're in your house no it's the coconuts you yeah, know who, or, else, or it's you know who else is addicted to nuts my mom <laughs> addicted is a good good Attracted, good word addicted yeah and attracted. so uh so Eric, you started over uh, your um, your game. Did did you make it far enough to uh, start to populate the other islands? I didn't. I didn't have enough time. I, w I I want to now though. I want to go back because it was stuff I still didn't even open. Like, did you guys open the stadium? No, I, I, I know there's a huge sports stadium that I know you can do, and I, I haven't gotten to that point yet. So I do want to go back and and do that. And uh, you know, there's there's even more attractions as far as you go that, that I didn't get a chance to open up yet too. So I, I definitely will go back and spend time. I have a good base going right now. Like the first time I did it, there was a lot of things I didn't know, and that city was still there. That was my original city. Um, and it was this time it was like I knew where the where the pitfalls were, and I de definitely started to create much better. But I took my time this time, and that's why I, I still only have that one big section done. Roots, you know where your original city went, right? Uh -uh. It's those people, those people from overseas, and the Sandy Island came and destroyed your. Oh civilization. my God, <laughs> son of a bitch! It's <laughs> gone. I was kind of, I was kind of in the boat though. I was glad that it happened because I, I, uh, I got to take my time and and um, redo it. Like Eric said, there was things I didn't know the first time, and I felt like I was really was the mayor, and uh, it's my town, my shot. I'm calling the shots, and it was cool. I do think that that you know adding the the people and adding a little bit more of, uh, you know, to that as well will will just make it so much cooler. Especially like the the sporting arena, right? You see something going on inside. You can't really see. Have everything go but you just see that there's people in there going crazy right wouldn't it be cool if you look down in the stadium and you could see people playing pro era that would be cool that would be <laughs> <laughs> you could like link some with your friend it's their game oh my god yeah. oh yeah next level bro that's yeah like that's homework nice shit <laughs> um <clears throat> shit i was going to take it somewhere oh anyway uh i, I wanted to kind of elaborate uh, again a little bit on the, the, the fact that really what i, I think that this is um update does so well is, is fill in those gaps because you know i did have to bulldoze some houses but uh, there was a lot i didn't because um typically when you're building in the original game uh everything took up two blocks so you know the the shape of the island's not perfect so every now and then you would have gaps in between your buildings spaces where nothing else would fit and these attractions uh, or at least most of them uh, all fit in those little little gaps. So not only um, is it taking up real estate that was previously wasted, it's doing so in a way that makes this game, which before seemed a little indie and a little bit generic, it seems a lot less so now because, again, it is kind of like an art project, and they're giving you a whole new palette of tools to create with and uh it's a pretty deep palette at the end of the day and um 
beyond that, you know, in addition to all that, it's free. So this, I feel like um, it isn't the type of thing typically you would pay for, but I think this kind of falls into the realm of polish. Like this was some much needed polish for this game and it was already good and now it's it's all that much better because of it yeah absolutely 100 percent agree i really enjoyed my time significantly more than i did the first time which i enjoyed it the first time and i think it's uh it's that polish that's added in there that just made it more more fun for me uh eric a very affordable game worth the 20 dollar price tag uh it was 20 right this game originally yeah, and some. I mean, this is all free DLC too. By the way, I mean, this is everything you're getting here is included with the game, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was way worth it before, and it's even more worth it. Worth well, it here's now. the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, if you go get it right now, it's thirty percent off. Oh so my like, god! It's, it's, but yeah, like right like, now, you need to go like right now. Like this right second. now, you have a fifteen minute window. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't. I don't know when this <laughs> sells up, much. but it's today. Last, uh, it's today. Is it today? Yeah. 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 So it's like 14 bucks if you get it right now. It'll be 16 bucks like tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, literally go get it right you, now. Even um, if it's not today, it's today because you, you <laughs> right. deserve to buy this game for yourself. Today yeah. is the day. Yeah. Do it. Do it now. Yep. Uh, Chris Richardson in the chat says, I just picked it up for $13.99. Boom. Hell yeah. We there have a go. winner. I think you're going to enjoy jobs. it. Yeah, it's chill, man. It's super chill. It really is, and it's uh, it's relaxing to play. And sometimes, uh, when you're pissed off because your hand keeps getting stuck in ladders, or that you don't know that the menu happens to be the puzzle to unlock the the, <laughs> the campaign, sometimes you come out super frustrated, and you just need to chill. Well, that's when Little Cities comes in and really takes that edge off. Yeah, absolutely. Mepper says the sale ends in less than eight hours. So, uh, yeah, go now. Get it now. Your time is uh, time is limited. Let me ask you th guys this. Uh, and of course, this is opinion. We wouldn't know without testing it. But um, do you think you put the donut shop next to the police station? I, I, didn't, I didn't do that. So that's new to me. Um, do the cops' cars start to show up there? Do you see the cops park? And then if there was like a robbery on the other side of town, do they just ignore that shit, man? I'm getting donuts. <laughs> Oh, I'd be interested. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I want to know. Okay, and it's interesting that you say that in jest. Well, that would be cool. I do have a little bit of constructive criticism for for them here, if the developers do watch this. And it's a very small thing. But, um, so like, I already explained how the scoring system works with this, where if you put something in an area, you, you get points based on how many people are in the area that can make use of it. Um, there's no penalty for doubling up or tripling up. And yeah. I feel like that's kind of a flaw. Like, like for example, if you go to a busy shopping area and you put a bathroom in, like a bathroom house, um, you can get a lot of stars for that. But the way that's implemented right now, you could line fucking 20 bathrooms up and, and just bank points for it. I feel like there should be <laughs> some kind of limit to these where if you put two or three in the same area that you, you have to pay a penalty in terms of points. Some, I mean, not necessarily. Sometimes it will do that as far as like, because you're moving it around, you're looking to see, okay, where can I get the most amount of stars, right? 
And so you go right. to put one right next to it and you're gonna, instead of the seven stars you got, now it only gives you one. And I'm like, I ain't putting it there. But then other times, like you said, you can put a shitload of whatever it is, um, you know, right next right. to each other. And there should be a penalty, you know, as far as, um, you know, on top of that, so. But that's just me nitpicking. Uh, you know, and, and I agree for what it's worth with Roots, I agree. I think for, in terms of aesthetic, uh, I think the biggest thing they could do right now is put people in this world. Yep. Um, so, I think yeah. it'll be cool. It's going to be cool. I, they're going to do I'm going to go city, city against city. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to fight now. We'll change this yeah, game yeah. into something completely different. I want to nuke Roots' this city. I want to get all pissed hey, off. Man. Roots, I want to nuke it. Be like, that would be pretty cool, right? <laughs> I want to hit it with an EMP. I, want, I, I still uh, think to be able to shrink yourself down to, to size and, and be in there with a the sense of scale, I still you, think you is a missed that. opportunity. No, you could. They added that into this. Um, actually, I didn't know. I never did it. You can shrink down in it to it now. Um, I don't know if you can get all the way down on ground level, but you can get in there pretty pretty good now. Um, I think it'd be cool if you could like walk around the city and and uh, go in the buildings and stuff. I think this is what I want out of out of is like five years down the road from city builders in vr right like uh yeah because yeah, i think that's gonna level. be super cool next level yeah yeah what i want is uh gojira <laughs> oh yeah there you go that would be cool it'd be cool if uh, you could build a city and you could have like uh somebody one of your friends is the attacking monster and you're trying to fight them off that'd be pretty cool yeah, that'd be cool yeah you can like have the armed forces come in and fight off the uh the giant monster i'm gonna nuke mash's city oh and i'm what? just now i'm just re what? retaliating how dare you why would you do that to me <laughs> how dare you uh thomas mcnostril asks does vr add anything other than 3d visuals well I, what i would say is this um I, I would say that it adds a lot um in terms of well really in terms of the one big thing that uh vr adds to every game and that is presence right and what presence means to a game like this like this is a super relaxing game you go into this game to relax uh, and i think a lot a big part of that is is that you're secluded in it like you're you're in this environment there's chill music uh, i feel like if you were in your just in your room playing something like this on a screen that it would lose almost all of its value am i wrong no uh, i think i think you're right there's certain games that are that they're so amazing that you're it doesn't matter if it's flattered well, i guess it's still going to be better in vr but um i think this game has to be in vr uh it's just the way it's set up the sense of ease and um and intuitive it's so intuitive right the way they do the the controls it makes it a uh, joy to actually play I, I wouldn't play it flat. I mean, I know there's a lot of city builder people out there that love that kind of thing, but for me, I would never play this flat, but I'll play it again VR for sure. It'd be like a Switch game, like a real casual Switch game if it were a flat game, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, anyway, recommend from all of us here, uh, really cool title. To be honest, it turned out to be way better than any of us ever really expected it to be, so kudos to P Purple Yonder. And a big thank you to our friends at In Dreams. Yep. Anyway, uh, I think that's going to wrap up our gaming impressions uh, for the day. Again, if you're interested in uh, what we think about Ghost Runner, the, uh, the Luke Ross mod, which we were supposed to talk about last week, tune in on Wednesday. We're going to uh, go in depth on that one. Spoiler alert, 
It's fucking awesome. It's so yeah. good. Roots. I don't think we anything bad to say. Roots. It's so awesome, right? It is. Uh, it's. I can't remember what I was thinking when I played it. It was just like, this is the way uh, a VR parkour game should be. It was like it's the best I've ever played. I'll leave it there. And it's and it's gamepad on top of all that. Like it feels so natural as a VR game, but there's no motion controls, and it doesn't. I mean, I'm sure motion controls would be cool, but it would change the game fundamentally in ways I'm not sure I would enjoy. I think it goes back to what we said. Uh, what I was saying about. Uh, bone uh, bone works or bone uh, bone lab and what Sony said as well there's certain games that as much as we'd like to have hand presence there the, the gameplay it'd be clunky it wouldn't feel right the gamepad makes it feel right and I think it was my gut instinct is that game was made for VR with that game schematic and they put it into flat as well but it just feels so good in VR that I can't imagine they didn't make it that way Oh. Yeah, I remember when it originally came out, I bought it so early on because it was, it was on sale and they were talking about it. This was over a year ago. They were talking about it back then that it was that they were going to potentially either move it into VR or there was gonna, somebody was going to do a mod on it. So I'm like, I'm going to pick it up because it was amazing. And uh, I'm glad we did know. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, we're going to go in depth on that before we get into the game of the month on Wednesday. Tune in then for that discussion. But right now... Let's get into the week's reminders because, friends, we do have some stuff out this week. And, uh, boy, it's another awesome week for VR. Walkabout Mini Golf adds 20,000 leagues under the C course. Um, so, this came out this past uh, Thursday. This is a, uh, a much uh, highly anticipated uh, DLC, something we've known about for quite some time. Uh, the Jules Verne trilogy of Walkabout DLCs, 20,000 leagues under the sea. Um, yeah, this is paid DLC, but, uh, you know. We, I guess that what the last few Eric have been paid, and I don't I don't hear anybody complaining about it, right? Not at two ninety nine a course, and you get basically the the daytime course, the nighttime course, you know, the harder course at nighttime. There's no way. I mean, the, the courses are killer, all of them, one after another, better and better and better. And for two ninety nine, like, how can you complain? Yeah, like three bucks, right? For for a uh, Yep. For, for a walkabout DLC, and, and they, the, it seems like each one is better than the last. And it's, you know what's crazy is, like, it's three. I've never heard anybody complain. Never. Not one person has said it's $3. And they give it, each one of these just gets better and better and better. And what I'm impressed with is the fact that you actually have a different, the hard mode has a completely different last hole, right? Like, it changes everything, at least in this one. And then the last one we played, um, I think that's super cool, and it, it shows a, attention to detail to give people a, diff, a reason to play the harder mode, right? It's not just um, a few little changes. Uh, they completely changed the, the last hole completely, which is cool. Uh, Decepticon in the chat says, the only, only one person in your group uh, has to own the DLC. So that's exactly right. Only one person uh, you know, in your friend's group 
would, would technically need to pay the three dollars to unlock the course and then you can invite up to seven more people to play with you for absolutely free so if you look at it that way i mean that's a hell of a bargain and it's been the case for every dlc that they've ever put out and why would you not want to own every course anyway because it's so much content and you know what i mean like each course as you're stacking them on before long you've got this fucking game that's humongous right the best thing i love about miniature golf in real life is the really cool elaborate courses and they're few and far between and they're just pumping these things out and it's three bucks for me and my whole family and friends i think it's cool yeah um chris richardson says it's a lovely recreation of the nautilus uh i would it's concur so yes cool. eric yeah there's so much there's so much in here that you like you know, we, you go and you find different little things here and there. Like, you know, I, I had somebody comment on our video, me and Todd did. You know, she's like, I didn't even know you could look in the periscope and you could see out of the periscope and you, you can see, you know, the, the walkabout mini golf, you know, island that you usually spawn into, you know, when you when you choose your matches. And you can see that through the periscope. And it's just one of those little stupid things that you wouldn't even, you know, it doesn't make a big deal. But then when you do it and you're like, oh, my God, that and then that and you add them all up and you add, you know, the being able to you know zoom out and look at the whole sub itself and see every hole i mean they just put so much thought into these things and and uh it just blow my mind every way every everyone man and they're so far there's so many things they can do with this franchise this is not going anywhere anytime soon and i cannot wait to see what they do next year what do you want what's your what's your dream eric like if they had just whatever theme they said eric we want to make a game that you want to go into miniature golf what would you pick Oh man, that's so tough. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. That would be really good. <laughs> that would That'd be, be good. really good. I've heard I've heard a lot of good answers. People have said like, you know, um Back to the Future, um, oh, Star Wars. I mean, think about how many things you could do with Star Wars. I mean, you could do all the planets that you could do and you know, the ice ice planet of Hoth, you could do a death uh, death star level, you could Indoor. do You could do Endor and like, you know, hit like Ewoks over the head with your clubs, I mean, which would be fantastic. <laughs> You know, it's just, it's, you know, Star Wars would, would be easy. I mean, think about something that's not easy. Think about something like Mad Max into that environment. Or one of those, you know, cool things. And I don't know, there's just a million different little things you could do. And I can't and wait will. to see. Yeah, they will. And they will. How much fun that's got to be for, I don't know, whoever's in charge of going out and finding these IPs, right? And bringing them in and, and then getting to say, we just got 20,000 under the league, leagues under the sea. You know what I mean? Like, I just think it's super cool. Yeah. Um, Michelle B says that they have outdone themselves here. Here, here. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Traveling Man says right, so Stephen well, King. Go in that world. Pretty much every book. Yeah. <laughs> do The Shining, bro. Oh, oh yeah. my God. It, the Maze, it, it. right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, much more to come uh, on this game and this DLC as uh, Eric and I are planning a an event, an extravaganza, if you will. Uh, that's going to take place uh, over both channels and I'm we haven't quite decided yet whether or not it's going to be uh, pre-recorded or live I guess it just depends on how our schedules line up uh, but we're, we're going to play it together and we're going to publish on both channels simultaneously complete with giveaways we've got some Mr. Taz Swing Plus uh, grips to give away we've got a, uh, a couple of copies of this DLC to give away and we'll probably throw in a a key or two for the game itself, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. It's going to be crazy. crazy. It's going to be crazy. So, uh, again, make sure you're subscribed here. Make sure 
you're subscribed over on uh, Q2C, this is something we're probably looking at doing uh, later this week or sometime next week. So, uh, yeah, be on the lookout. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but that stuff that's already out this week, how about something fucking awesome that's not out that's coming out later this week? Autonomous patrols have been dispatched throughout the sector. Ruin Pixel has announced that Runner is headed to the official Quest Store for Quest 2 this Thursday, October 6, 2022. The studio says its previously mentioned release on Steam VR headsets is still to be announced. Uh, but they've also said that they're now targeting PSVR 2 as well. And if you're looking to dive into a little bit of the game's story, the studio has now also published a visual novel for mobile devices and PC called Preamble, which tells the story of Vice, a former smuggler turned corporate cog on the colony world of N351. Um, so I actually uh, had a, a little bit of a dialogue with the developer earlier to get today uh, regarding this, uh, and I'm super excited. They've said basically that the, the story of this game in this world is super detailed and amazing. They've basically brought in world-class voice talent to, uh, to, to do this preamble for anyone who wants to get the, the backstory. But they've separated a lot of it from the game into this preamble app um, because the game's so fast-paced. They don't want to slow it down by too much storytelling. So if this is something that interests you, you can go right now and watch the preamble. And then this Thursday, the game drops for Quest. Um, Eric, I'm super excited for this game. I have been since I saw the first trailer of it. And uh, I was surprised. I didn't know this was coming this week. I just found out when I was doing show prep uh, this morning. Yeah, it was the same, same here. I, I, I was looking at some articles yesterday and I uh, happened to see it in there. I figured you'd see it. I wasn't going to send it to you because I figured I knew you'd, you would find it. Um, so... Yeah, I was excited. I, I've been waiting for this game. Same thing with you. When they announced this game, I was super stoked for this game. This is my kind of game. It's going to be a blast. And uh, like I said, just please be good. I just really, I really, really want this one to be good. I want to have, a, I want to have a lot of fun in this game. And uh, it just does look, it looks like fun. It looks like something we don't really have a lot of, uh, which is definitely motorcycle games. And then like you know, having combat like Road Rash, 
with this kind of like art style, this anime slash, you know, um, pixely art style. I think it's going to be super cool. Uh, roots, uh, super cool art style, breakneck speeds, blasting bad guys with your guns. How could they go wrong? Yeah, well, hopefully they don't. It looks amazing. That was one of the things we were all saying in between the trailers, like we, we have been waiting for this game and we want it to be really good. And it looks really good, but until we get in the headset, we won't know. But everything that I heard you just say is good news, right? I want a fast pass game or a fast paced game that they, um, that they're uh, trying to keep the flow going, right? Like it shows that their attention to detail is is good. And I just wanted to give a shout out to a Daydreamer said they just got their quest yesterday, or was that yesterday or today? I think yesterday, and wants to know what games to pick up. Daydreamer, I say Saints <laughs> and Sinners in the chat is an amazing game, as well as I would be remiss, get Crashland 100%. Yeah. It, it It's one of the best games um, in VR as well as Swarm. Swarm is amazing as well. And wait so a month on Boneworth. Boneworks. <laughs> bone lab, yeah. Wait to work <laughs> have, a month. Bone lab if you haven't uh, if you haven't been in VR yet. Yeah. Moss Book Two, Red Matter. Yes. Um, Red Matter Two uh, is amazing. Lies beneath. I mean, there's so many good ones, man. So many. Uh, Phantom Covert do... Ops. Um, oh God. But but yeah. take take that techno glitches uh, advice. Uh, there's a link in the, the Discord or in the uh, comments below, or I guess in this page, for our Discord. Join our Discord and we'll help you uh, bring you in the fold. Yep. We'll tell you. Uh, what's going on? Probably, yeah. probably the number one game. Two two games I'd go get right away after Beat the Saber. fall. Oh, and Yuki. Go get Yuki. And after Beat Saber. Fall. Don't play enough Yuki. Need to get back. Saints to and Sinners is the, the yeah, and Saints and Sinners. Yeah, that's the that's the number one for me. Like, no matter what platform you're talking about, be it Quest or PlayStation or PC, your first game should be Walking Dead: Saints and Sinners. Yeah, if you love a Walking Dead, for sure. I can't even imagine. But even if you like creepy zombie games it's amazing yeah uh anyway um there is one bit of bad news with regards to runner and that is of course you have to wait four days to play it comes out thursday Bullshit. what are we gonna do until then well never fear we got some cool new stuff dropping on wednesday too One's Alliances, which dropped for Quest 2 back in June, uh, coming to Steam VR this week, but it's not just coming to Steam VR. Everyone who owns this game, regardless of platform, is getting a huge update called Uprising, which adds in the team deathmatch mode. It brings along three new spells, 
and uh, features new avatars, new challenges, and of course, vital crossplay support between Quest and SteamVR. Um, this is a game that I haven't played quite yet. It hasn't quite captured my imagination enough to uh, to draw me in, but this uh, Roots is a big step uh, in the right direction for me. They're, they've added a bunch of content in here. They're bringing it to PC. Uh, they've got my attention. What about you? Yeah, it seems like they're doing everything right. And I um, I was reading here, it says that they're, uh, they're Pico crossplay between um, regions outside of mainland nice. China coming soon. Um, you know, which I guess either way, like China's not worried about it. They've got so many people. I'm sure they've got plenty of people to play in their, their pool, right? But I think it's super cool that uh, um, that they're changing up. They're adding things like you were saying, Team Deathmatch, something that to get you interested in going in. I, I would like a uh, campaign as well. I was telling you guys that in between. Um, but I think it looks cool. Yep. Eric, what do you yeah. think? Yeah, I mean, like we were talking. I mean, I, I have actually never played this game. Um, I just, just it never seemed something that would interest me. So I never went into it. And, uh, I think this could get me back. This could get me in there. I own it. I have it in my library. I just never been into it. And, uh, this could get me in there. I think it would be, it's a different enough for me, especially with the, you know, with the, you know, with, uh, multiplayer and, you know, PVP. Um, uh, I love it, man. So I, I, I would definitely like to try it. Cool. 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 So, uh, again, that's out this Wednesday on steam VR. Um, be sure to, uh, wish list if this looks like something you're interested in all right so that's what's out this week but uh one more big reminder before we log out today it's time for yet again another viport report this one really fits the reason for the season guys it's october it's time to play some spooky games Phasmophobia Apocalypse update hit Viport just a few days ago, and it hit Steam uh, early last week. Um, this is a huge 7.0 update, guys, bringing a, uh, a huge new map, a couple of smaller new maps, uh, a ton of quality of life fixes, and uh, just a basic overhaul to many of the game's systems. So whether you're playing this game as a solo player or as a part of a group, uh, it seems to be a much more uh, deep experience than it was all those months ago when we tried this game uh, in the early days. Um, 
Roots, we've said many, many times that we need to get back into this game. And uh, I've never felt so strongly about that statement as I do right now. Yeah, yeah, especially if they're the quality of life. I mean, like I'm reading right here, it says we're not, no longer working out of our garage. We yeah. did it! We, we, we made it, yeah, we made it. We, yeah. we're, we're moving on up. We got a nice uh, sound. I just, this is the thing that the game um, is was, I say is or was, it sounds like, very indie but amazing right and so now it seems like they've been getting all this money they've been selling a lot of copies and they're not just running away with the money they're making the game even better and um and so yeah i don't think i can think of a more creepy place to do something like this in than a mental institution i think they picked the right uh right new map that needed to be there from day one so yeah i think you're right i think it would be amazing to to go back into and actually play it right because we didn't get very far right that's right uh eric it is time to play some scary shit and when you talk to people in the community about what do you want us to play what are you going to play it always comes back to phasmophobia it's time we get in there right yeah i mean people love this game and uh i we i, I know i have definitely not given it its due and we shouldn't we should either real-time review this thing or we should just get in there and stream it and you know we'll get in there and i think you do four people right so we get a fourth and we go in and d has to ass. be the fourth we need to get yeah d the there fourth. you go that's and then, perfect and we make her go all the scary places yes. by herself. we'll sit in the van and we'll just watch her go in <laughs> yes d oh well, my we god we got your back d why, why have we not done this before <laughs> well, i'm all for it you know i've been meaning to talk to you guys off camera about what we're going to do this month because it is october and you guys know this is the it's the most wonderful time of the year. This is when I play my scary shit. And, you know, new releases aside, that's I plan to get as much of it in as I possibly can. Some of that's going to be mods, uh, but others will be favorites such as this one. So, uh, D, she says I'm out. She's no, 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 I, you're not out. You're in. You're I read, it, so I read that in. as I'm in. Yeah. How hey, yeah, I read she it. said I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> She's in. We got this. Uh, anyway, if you don't have this title and you do have uh, Viveport Infinity, guess what? You do have this title because it is available with Viveport Infinity and uh, it is all updated to 7.0 just like the Steam version. Crossplay Perfect. is available. Perfect title for that. And I and I say this every time we bring up Viveport. I question your soul if you don't have it. And if you don't, at least if you're going to get it, get the annual. Like it's cheaper and you get games for free. Like, what are you doing? Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well said, uh, Uncle Joe. Um, <laughs> that brings us to our next reminder. This is the part of the show where we remind all of you to support your development community by taking a moment with us right now in real time to wishlist a game. Uh, it could be one of these awesome games we talked about today. It could be something else on your radar, but it's a big deal to the developers out there because it helps them, uh, it helps their grow their profile on the various storefronts as well as track user interest. Uh, there's a reason why they always ask people to, to wishlist their games. It's because it's a big deal. So uh, again, it's 30 seconds and a click for any one of us. So please join us right now as we go and wishlist the game. And I know what I'm wishlisting. Runner, hello. I'm, gonna do that. I'm doing that. Is that on, the, it's on the, um, on the <laughs> Steam, right? Oh, it's on Quest. Quest. No, okay. it's not on Steam. No, no Steam, unfortunately. Okay, so I'm gonna do that as well, but I, first, I just, um, I just wishlisted Tyrone versus the Cops. 
and uh, because I, I do, <laughs> of I think he did. I, I got, I got to check this out. Like tech, we need you to stream it, bro. He was gonna stream it, but I guess you have, you can't do it over virtual desktop for whatever reason. You need the cable. So I just went and wish listed uh, Garden of the Sea because yes. uh, Betty said it's so good. So I bet you, you know what? I uh -huh. I take her. I if she says it's good, it probably is really good. I'm gonna hold her to it, make her stream it, and I'll watch it. So there's a link in the chat right now to the page for Runner on the Quest Store. All you gotta do, click that link, click wish list. There we and go. You're done. I'm doing it right now. Boom. Boom, son. That's how we do it. Hell yeah. Yeah, I got to make sure right. I get this because I really legitimately want to play this. Yeah, it looks, looks this is going to be great. Right? I'm yep. going to go do the uh, the preamble, I think, because they do have legit yeah. voice actors. Like, I watched the trailer for It this morning, and it looks cool. For It, the movie with the clown? No, just kidding. Yeah, yeah. We need to put <laughs> D in a game with clowns. That, that, I, know, I know she's is she afraid, of, is she afraid of clowns. I don't, I'm pretty sure she doesn't like that. Wait a minute. She's afraid of zombies, afraid of clowns. What's Are you afraid of the dark? Of? Are you afraid of the dark, Val? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You're afraid of the dark, Val? Uh, and if any of you don't know what that's from, I don't. You're dead. You're dead to me. What? What is you're it? What is it? Me. Oh my God! I'm dead to Eric. What did I do? <laughs> what was Bruce, it? You don't know what that is? No. I, not, not, I'm sure I do, but I just don't remember. Jimmy says it to freaking Val all the time. Oh yeah. Well, see, I haven't gone into after the fall for as much as you guys for a long time, so that's probably you know what. Why. You know what? You know what I miss though hmm. is they don't do it anymore. Is the reloading? They don't do that anymore. Oh my no. god! No, I used to hear that in my sleep. <laughs> no, they don't ever do that anymore. But they still do. Found the juice, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they do that one a lot. Uh, anyway, that's going to bring us to our final reminder this week and every week, and that is how you can do your part to support us, our community, and our channel. Of course, if you haven't already, please consider clicking that big red button and ringing the bell so that you can be notified when we go live here on the Virtual Strangers channel. It is October, friends. We're going to be doing scary games all month long. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, subscribe. So, of course, if you are already subscribed, like many of you are, and you want to do a little something extra, you can do so by supporting us on Patreon, where for as little as $3 per month, you will get access to our weekly show notes. You will get access to insider updates, and you will get exclusive content, all for less than a dollar per week. And you're going to be able to live with yourself because you're going to know that you did your part to help out this community. So... I want to, th first of all, thank all of our amazing patrons out there. Uh, you all are awesome. You guys make us, uh, you make it so that we can do so much more than we otherwise would be able to do, whether that means giveaway keys or review keys, uh, merch, merch. Uh, you guys make all this stuff possible through your monetary support. We appreciate you. Now, with that said... I would like to thank, oh, oh, by the way, that's not all you get. You also get your name scrolling on the ticker uh, when, when we do the outro. After we say goodbye in a moment, you're going to see a list of names. And those are the people who support us on Patreon as of last week. Now, with that said, I would like to thank our two new patrons Ooh. that we put on today. Wow. Uh, first of all, Michael McQuaid. Uh, with the $5 subscription, thank you. Uh, that's 2012 ZOZ uh, in parentheses. So I imagine um, 
that's probably what I should have said to begin with. Uh, but thank you. <laughs> Hell yeah. 12. We appreciate your support. And then uh, Simplex. Simplex wow. joining the ranks nice. of the Virtual Strangers patrons. Thank you, Simplex. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, all of you. And who, Guido. Uh, he said Gu- Guido not, yeah. didn't do it today, but uh, just recently, right? right? And, yeah, and thank you, Guido, for uh, making that commitment. Guido was already... I mean, he, he donated 40 bucks today. That's like a year of Patreon, dude. It's yeah, like, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and, so. and, and as much as we focus on that, because it really does help. Right? Like uh, the games we can't get, whatever, like Wes said, merch, whatever. Whatever it is we end up using it for, it all goes back into the channel. But it, even on tight times, you know, not everybody can afford it. That's where the likes, the shares, the, the Reddit posts, all of that matters and uh, you can do your part just by helping us and being here just watching so thank you for everybody we appreciate it people in the chat talking about how many people showed up to the show today over 110 you know then we did over 100 last week or was it the week before right i think so it's yeah, crazy yeah, right yeah it's been busy yeah, yeah, it's been, busy. been showing up I want to thank everyone out there who's been spreading the word. Thanks to all the game cats. Thanks for yeah. Brad, who always puts it out there uh, when, uh, when when he shows up. Which, by the way, you would have known if you were part of the Patreon. You would have known yeah. uh, that Brad was coming on. Or today. You, I, I never. If you hung out with me last night in the Discord streaming, you would have known too because <laughs> I told them as well. Uh, I, I never quite it. put it out there when, when we have on high profile guests like Brad. Um, basically, because, you know. Just like everything we do here, everything we do here is for the love of the game. We don't we don't do the stuff that the other channels do all in the name of growth or getting more clicks or more subscribers. That's not what it's about for us. And when we have people like Brad on, it's because we want to talk to Brad about these things. It's not because, you know, Brad's the man and has all these followers and subscribers has nothing to do with that and that's the reason why we, we kind of like to let it be a surprise and then word of mouth you know uh it always helps and of course we love subscribers and we love followers but it's not all about that for us and i and i, I really want to uh do everything i can to make that obvious to you all while we're doing this and what motivates us and so maybe that if you're wondering you know maybe you're wondering why we don't be a little bit more vocal when we have people like brad on that's why we're gonna do it our way like the song our says. way that's right it's gonna take us 20 years to hit <laughs> hit uh 10, 10k but oh, yeah. uh but uh we'll get there. You know, we will get there because Sorry. we're your favorite content creators favorite content creator and we're the best in the damn game yes i said it again <laughs> boom there you go. and wednesday my one-year anniversary, guys. Thanks for oh bringing me Oh, my God, dude. Thanks it's gone. My... It's flown by, yeah. right? Happy birthday. Yeah, it was Eric. official. It was on for a while, but we hadn't really announced it. And uh, we always just kept coming on and coming on. But uh, I think uh, this Wednesday is the actual official date of me becoming a stranger. I remember when I first had even suggested to Wes before he even knew much about you. or my, and, and, like, it was just, I feel like it was meant to be. Like, I feel like, um, like... It just God had His hand in it, and it's uh, it's been an amazing year, Mash. Hell yeah, and I appreciate you guys time. giving me the opportunity. It was uh, it was a big deal, and uh, and uh, it wasn't easy for you guys to make that decision. So you are, you guys are awesome. Well, thanks for being here, man. You've you brought a lot to the table. You brought a uh, lot to the table. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, you took uh, a big uh, load off of Wes's shoulders, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, there's so much behind the scenes that's going on. 
uh with these devs and reaching out to people and getting keys and like you guys are like a workhorse team that gets it done and i appreciate it i don't tell you enough so thank you and by the way again that that's a long time to be in this community have you uh have you had your blood checked i <laughs> get it again you'll, you'll get this just make sure right you don't want to be spreading anything <laughs> yeah, don't sure. don't skimp out check for all of it dude all of it <laughs> uh anyway um oh yeah the discord maybe you don't have money to uh, be part of the patreon thing and we don't begrudge you for that everyone contributes in their own way but that doesn't mean you can't be part of the family you absolutely can by becoming part of the virtual strangers discord which is linked down below. There's an invitation link. It's 100% free. Uh, we're there. We're, we're lurking 24-7, and it really pops off on weeks like this when we have Bone Lab coming out or NFL or Luke Ross mods or, or what have you. We're always talking VR in there and other stuff, too. Uh, we're getting together for multiplayer games. We're streaming. Uh, it's all happening right there, and we invite you to be a part of that. So, uh, again, link down below. Uh, all you gotta do is click you know what's cool and i was thinking about this because i do it a lot i mean if i don't feel like going on twitch i might stream in the discord but there's a lot of people that would never stream on twitch and it could be you um that comes in and they go in the place to hang and they stream their game and then people come hang out and it kind of gives you a foothold and maybe you you like it and you become a streamer and i, I just think that's cool I, I think that's something that i didn't realize could be a part of of discord not everything has to be uh, an announced stream on a, a big platform sometimes they're a little private gathering of five or six people watching you stream is something cooler than than yeah uh, streaming on twitch sometimes so. that's better right yeah you know i i very much experienced the same thing uh you know streaming at three and four a.m yeah in the morning, you know sometimes it's just a handful of people but sometimes that's better you know absolutely anyway uh with that said friends I would like to thank you all once again for watching for Roots and Eric and Brad. I'm Wes, and we will see you again very, very soon. Bye now. Brad's the man. Take it easy. See you later.